Very well. In greenest bay and blackest gunk, no emo shall escape our punk. Let those who worship evil bunk beware our power. Wait, I don't want to say that. I keep, I keep, keep this rolling. I tell you. In greenest bay and blackest gunk, no emo shall escape our punk. Let those who worship evil junk beware. No, that's not right either. In greenest, hang on, breath. In greenest bay and blackest gunk, no emo shall escape our punk. Let those who worship evil bunk beware. For here's more Boris junk. What was that? That was the monologue. Well, that sucked. I tell ya, tonight, tonight. Come on, everybody, cause we got a couple things to tell ya. Come on, everybody, cause we got a couple shirts to sell ya. We got 96 tears, top 138. You wanna do another one, wait, 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 yeah. Everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. The only place in America you can get an hour or two away from arguing with your friends and family and coworkers about abortion and gun control. Right, and, you can yell, and you can yell at the radio and yell at us instead. How's that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yell at us for refusing to take positions at any of these things. Um, so, uh, how's it going, buddy? I haven't talked it's, to you for a while. Yeah, I know, man. We've been uh, we've had busy busy schedules over the past over the past week or so, right? We've been. Uh, You've been out yeah, of town. Been, I've been going to shows. We've, we've uh, been, it's been tearing busy. up the town. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Even though Saturday, you know, <laughs> Saturday afternoon, I was like, can I do this two days in a row? <laughs> can I stay up yeah. till one o'clock in the morning two days in a row? Oh, God. So I am getting It's old, funny, Neil. Yes. We, just, we just dropped a new episode today, which would have been 179. 178's coming. We got a little louder again. Yeah, just because I, 179 was more timely. Like yes. 178 being an interview, it didn't really matter when we dropped it, which is why we did that. So, it, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess this will be one set, 180, even though I, I, I'm hesitant to number them, even as we march towards uh, 
episode two hundred. It's amazing. We're we're marching towards two hundred, and we still are like like making you know tweaks. Still trying to make it better for you, the listener. Well, that's true. Actually, I mean, I don't know. I mean, one seventy nine. I threw something extra at the beginning there, just because you know it's funny when I'm yep. running in the mornings. I. Uh, if I'm listening to whatever I'm listening to, if I see if I hear something like an intro to a song or something, I think, hey, that would be kind of funny to put on to put on the show. And that's what happened. I was listening to the Cramps and I heard that and it was like, oh, that sounds like a really good introduction for the podcast. So, so yeah, so so it's funny because the, we just dropped that and it's a long episode, two hours of just you and I shooting the shit. And somebody already it was oh it was Aaron our, your uh, our buddy from Chicagoland who. So you got the song right? That was the Ramones cover, Neil? But you got the band wrong. Oh, I did? The Putts did Swallow Your Pride. Oh, okay. Swallow My Pride. All right. You see, it was three, three, uh, two, three, per, three people bands back-to-back, you know, playing the same kind of thing, so I got them confused. That's, hmm. that's okay, though. All right. Anyway, you can correct any mistakes we make at yeah, hey, Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail or our Punk Till I Die <laughs> podcast group. If you want to call us out publicly, the Facebook group is always a good place to do it. Well, did you see that somebody did? They said that I was eating in 179 and that yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they didn't appreciate well, me eating. <laughs> it's funny because I listened to it. It was pretty annoying, but, you know, it, it happens. I, I am an hour later than you, so I almost always have time to eat dinner beforehand. Well, that but was we the record one. a lot of time during your dinner. I am. Wasn't that the one that we recorded two episodes back to back? I think it was. Yeah, so, so we recorded was, 178 and 179 back to back. I'd been like four hours, man. I was I was starving. Sorry about that, everybody. I'll try not to do that again. Also, well, that's why that's why the microphone has a mute button, buddy. Well, you know, I had so many important things to say. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be muzzled. I will, yeah, just like Emil and the Sniffers, uh, this won't be muzzled. Um, exactly. Like like Morrissey, you are not a dog on a chain. And and another thing I've noticed that I do as well, and it's just because my microphone is sitting. I, maybe I should get one of those boom mics, but my mic is just sitting on my desk. So if I'm like rolling away to do something, I've noticed my voice fades in and out sometimes as I move my head closer and further from the mic. Mm. I will try not to do that now. One thing, if you listen to 179, you might have noticed it's louder than the average, our average podcast. Because I had a couple of complaints that our podcasts were too quiet. and uh, or, or that the voices weren't even or something. Well, and, and here's the th- so here's the thing. So when I'm mixing it in GarageBand, it sounds plenty loud. So I was like always confused as to what people were talking about. But one thing I just learned is that when you save it out from GarageBand, it does some automatic uh, leveling normalization. Hmm. And it cuts down the volume like a ton. Hmm. So the finished product that I was putting out there was actually far lower than I thought it was. So with 179, I actually lowered the amount of normalization that it does to make it louder. Hmm. So hopefully you guys notice that, and I'm going to do that in the future on uh, hmm. on all the episodes. And as well, there's a third-party site, which I might start using, which does normalization as well. So that should normalize mm. all the voices. So, yeah. But, yeah, we're mixing and doing it. It's getting more professional by the second time. I know. Yeah. It, the, the last one, the commercial fit right in and everything. It had the yeah. now work from our sponsors and all that. Yes, yes. Like I said, constantly improving for you, the listener. But maybe people don't like that. Maybe it's like when I always complain that punk is too overproduced. Maybe well, I don't think I, the fact of the matter is I listened to the last episode, which I, I generally don't listen to them. But I've been on a little bit of a rabbit hole. Where I've been listening to them, and I don't think it's going to get too professional. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. But uh, yeah, yes. But yeah, we've uh, we've had some we've had some fun ones. Like I said, we're still uh, we got some 
decent sized guests, I think, pending, and we got some guests that might be interesting that you've never heard of, which we always enjoy too. So yeah, they, they can sometimes be really good. Uh, yeah, we're trying to mix it up, not just have yep. the same kind of people and from the same kind of bands on. Yep. Um, so you know, it's good. Um, oh, it's funny though because those kind of people are usually the most interesting. It's the same kind of people from this. You know, it's bands and record guys usually are pretty interesting. Well, no, I was thinking the same. You know, like all pop punk bands. Are, oh yeah, yeah. Know, yeah I mean, we like yeah. to mix it up a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Everything but Sky, right? That's our logo. Everything but Sky. Yes, everything but ska. Yeah, everything but ska in '77. <laughs> All right, let's. Okay, so yeah, like I said, punk till I die pod, uh, punk till I die '77 at Gmail, punk till I die podcast on Facebook, and punk till I die podcast group on Facebook. Which I noticed we've been slowing down. Neil, I need to take some more pictures of records or something. I got, I've got a, I bought a ton of stuff that we'll talk about this weekend. A ton, literally. Yeah, I got, some and I got a couple things too. for you. I'm stashing things for you also. So. Excellent. That sounds excellent. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something super important, and oh, I'm sure I'm blanking on it. Oh yeah, so strap in, people. I think this one's going to be a pretty long episode because we did a lot. Tom did a lot over the weekend, and I did kind of a lot over maybe, the weekend. Maybe, so. or maybe we'll just burn right through it. Yeah, let's maybe. start with a, let's start with a song, shall we? You want you want to do it, or shall I do it? Oh, uh, you do it. So, is there anything better than going away for a couple of days, Neil, and coming back and having records show up while you're gone? That is pretty cool. Yeah, having come. So I got two things. Packages, yeah. I got two things, and I talked about them both already. But I got the Anti Heroes reissue on Tang, the Anti Heroes American Pie reissue, which yep. is just such an amazing record. And I got the Broken Bottles Hospitals, which is limited to fifty, the blue and white with bonus tracks and the bonus seven inch. Nice. Yes, I'm one of fifty people in America to have that. You son of a bitch. Uh, so I got to give a shout out to Jason. I appreciate it from Garage Rock, who's been with us recently. When I went on there, he, he said, okay, it's up. And I went over there and it said, Tom's Broken Bottles. <laughs> so I don't know if <laughs> that's what the limited edition was called or if that one was just for me. Like, nobody else could order it. But either way, <laughs> I appreciate it, Richie. I already have spun it a couple times. It's a beautiful looking and, of course, sounds great. Like I said, it's got like three extra tracks on it, which I didn't anticipate. So. What songs has it got on it? What extra what are the extra tracks and what's the, what's the 7-inch? The 7-inch is Harbor Homes, which is... It's it's actually two songs from the record. You have those, hmm. so I have all the seven inches now. The only thing I don't have is that first like twelve inch, that twelve CD inch, thing, yeah, the EP thing. It, it was appears to be available in Europe. Yeah, it was. It, so, <laughs> so I have all the rest of their stuff on vinyl at this point. But it has uh, that that seven inch has skateboarder and on the couch. Oh, okay. Which is like that's the only one I it didn't have originally because it's those songs are both on the album. All the ones that have like individual tracks that aren't on the record, I got. Hmm. So anyway. Anyway, so that was that was awesome, and I'm going to play, uh, so I, I feel like over the weekend I kind of spent my time living in a rock and roll fantasy, so we're going to play, anti, even though I think this song's about drugs and I didn't do any drugs, I just drank like a sailor, but this song is called, this is from the American Pie album, this is Antiheroes doing rock and roll fantasy, not to be confused with Bad Company. <laughs> <laughs> See myself and it's a negative reflection Not another kid filling empty 
Yeah, I don't think uh, antiheroes could be confused with bad company, really. Even though they might no. be bad company, who knows? But uh, I bet you they're a great company. Maybe so. You so. Fall, so you fall asleep and they start drawing dicks on your forehead with like <laughs> black magic marker. What do you think about that? Is all those like uh, all those new all those new white wrappers? They all th- that's what their faces look like, right? Oh it looks like gosh. after a party, like someone just drew on their faces with a fucking magic marker. Stupid assholes. You know, I guess we are old, like the older generation now because. Because we tattoo is so normal to us. Like we look at tattoos, and you know we don't think anything of it, and we admire you know other people's tattoos and stuff. But when we see it on the face, that's that's we're like our grandparents all of a sudden. Ooh, look at that, you know. Well, ta- well, hey, well, they're not even good. But see, they're not even good ones. That's the thing. They're all like just like black ink and look like someone who just who just did it with a fucking fountain pen, right? That's just what got it, out that's of what a, got out of a got out of a shift at the coal mine. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. So you know, tattoos. Uh, you know, you get that fifties, sixties cool thing going on. Uh, you know, I don't know, and those things. Yeah, I'm not a big. Stupid. I'm not a big fan of the. Uh, not a big fan of the face tattoo, but you know, whatever. Different strokes for different folks. No, you're being, so. you're being way too nice. They look fucking stupid. That's just all right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You want to talk about? So, so you went to T1. Let's talk about T1 fest. Our our buddies. Oh, no, at no, T1. no, 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 man. We no. What's what's the matter with you? You have a blow to the head. We no. It wasn't T1 fest, man. It was Motoblot. T1 fest. Oh, we Motoblot. We talked about T1 last. Yeah, time. we did. Yeah. Duh. Blow to oh, the head. Oh, you went to two shows too, didn't you? I we, did. I went to three. You went to two. Okay. Yeah, I did. So okay, uh, well. So fr- let's talk about Friday night. Your Friday night, you went to Motoblot. Fr- yeah, okay. So Motoblot is a long-standing. It's been going for about 10 years now. It's a street festival in Chicago. Um, motorcycles, old cars, scooters, that kind of thing. And then they have two stages and they have bands. It starts on a Friday night. The main day is Saturday. That's when they have the big bands is on Saturday. Then it goes into the Sunday as well. So there's like vendors selling, you know, motorcycle stuff, leather jackets, you know, uh, people will do custom work on your Harley, you know, all kinds of shit like that. Lots of old cool 50s cars. Just it's a really, really cool scene. I love it. Some of the bands they get are great. Normally a lot of rockabilly bands and that kind of thing, more rootsy, but, you know, they'll have shit like Slutter. You, you You guys heard the podcast from last year, you know. So this year... Uh, Saturday was really congested. The day I normally go is Saturday. Um, Susie Moon got added to the bill late, but she got put on the Friday. And I'd never been to the Friday before, which is like the the kickoff kind of thing. And Saturday's bill wasn't that great. I wasn't that excited. And there was a show up in McHenry on Saturday night. And that's what I decided to do instead. So we'll get to that in a bit. But um, well, the Saturday the Saturday lineup was definitely there wasn't really it was a lot more of Americana type stuff. It wasn't really a punk heavy lineup, which is not a problem too. I don't mind some of that Americana stuff. But yeah, when you're walking around drinking in the sun, it's fine. But uh, pretty much, Goddam Gallows. Who was who was, was it? Goddam Gallows they're, or something? Gallows. Yeah, they're from Michigan. Oh, yep. they are. What kind of thing yep. are they? Um, I don't know. Folk punk. Circus freak. Oh Jesus! Face, I'm glad I, I'm face glad I... tattoos, body odor. You know all your favorite things. <laughs> Sounds awesome. I'm glad I. They're actually that. very. They're actually very entertaining. I like that band quite a bit. A trivia trivia question, Neil. First live review. I, don't, I think it was the. I don't think it was the first review. The first live review I ever wrote for Punk News more than eight years ago or something. What was Gotham Gallows? Gotham Gallows oh, at wow. the Pyramid Scheme. Okay. Well, so I was wants to, when I was still trying to find my footing. Ah. When you were just a young Tom Trauma. I was a young, young like, 40-year-old. <laughs> well, the funny thing is we spent so much time on Goddamn Gliles and I didn't see them. I didn't go on the Saturday. <laughs> I yeah. Went, I went on the Friday. So, like I say, I'd never been on Friday before. Now, um, being a street festival on the Saturday, everything is out on the street. 
starts at like two in the afternoon, goes till like ten, eleven o'clock at night. But mm. on the Friday, it's not on the street. In fact, the street is still normal on the Friday. It's just a normal pass-through street. It's all at Cobra Lounge because it's oh. all done on the street outside of Cobra Lounge, right? So Friday, so there's night, still an outdoor. There's still an outdoor stage. No, there isn't. They haven't put it up yet. Oh, so Susie played like in the inside. She played inside Cobra Lounge, yeah. I wasn't sure until that day. I didn't know if it was going to be inside or outside, but yeah, she was playing in Cobra Lounge. So um it was an interesting scene. I you know Cobra Lounge, right? You've been before, yeah? Yes. Okay. So you know that there's the there's like an outdoor bar kind of to the left like a bar to the left where they have some outdoor seating and then you go if you go in through the front there's a smaller bar in the front and then there's the venue in the back kind of thing so that like outdoor bar that's on the street that's where all the motorcycle guys were like so there was a ton of them out there but Mm. then in the main in the in the venue and in the in the in the inside bar kind of part um that's where all the people were there to see the band now there wasn't that many people I'd have said for Susie Moon. It was Susie Moon and two other bands. So I'd have said that there was maybe 7,500 people. So Cobra Lounge is not big. It only holds like 350 maybe. 350, yeah. Tops. Yeah. Packed. Yep. Well, it's so what were, the, were the other bands any kind of draw or not really? No. Um, so let's talk about that. So I got there for them. And it, it meant it's so cool. It's funny. I've seen Susie Moon now. And you know what? Yeah, I'm sort of I'm sort of jealous that you're getting more FaceTime with Susie than I am. Well, it's 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 kind of misleading because it's like Susie Moon, like Joan Jett or something, and it's not. Susie Moon is kind of the, is the name of the band as well. She has a great. It's a was great that right? Band. Like Alice Cooper? It's a great band. It's a great. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not the Susie Moon band. It's a, yeah. But she can replace Susie one of them and it'd still be the Susie Moon band. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. Oh, well, it's funny. It's funny you say that, but um, but anyway, I've seen him four times now inside of a few months, right? And um, I feel like yeah, I'm, going back to last December. Oh, that's that's how long ago it was. Okay, um, so I feel like I know them all really well, and they know me. Like as soon as I walked in, Drew, the guitarist, yep. was behind the merch booth, and he came running over and gave me a big hug and stuff, and gave Lydia a hug. That was awesome. It's like, uh, dude, it's like it's like uh, did you ever see the movie Misery? <laughs> I'm your number one fan. Yeah, you're, you're the number one fan. <laughs> no, I think it must be really nice for them, though, to see some familiar faces. Yeah, Especially, I would think. Yeah. Uh, so, and then Patty came over, the bass player, and uh, Sean was there, the drummer, and of course Susie. But she was she showed up a little bit later and stuff. You know, looks looks awesome as always. Uh, so, the first band was a band called Sweetie. Like, oh, that's a terrible name. Hello, for a band. Sweetie, and it's a two piece. Actually, interestingly, interestingly enough, both opening bands were both two pieces, guy and a girl. Wow. Um, and so, Sweetie, like female guitar player, singer, or yes, Sweetie was a female guitar player, singer, and the man, I assume, her husband or something on the drums. Why would and you assume that, Neil? What do you mean, Saudi Arabia or something? She's not allowed <laughs> to play out without her husband. Well, so the band was called Sweetie, so I assume there was some kind of love connection there, right? Wasn't called Haiti. They were both wearing hot sunglasses, so you know, um, they well, weren't too. They weren't too bad. Uh, they were. There were no knee socks. Oh fucking hell! If I know, don't even say that <laughs> word. Thank you. Um, you know, they played. They played a, a short set, like thirty minutes, and the highlight sure. was they did a. They did a song. They did a track from. Uh, what's it called? The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ah, yeah. which one? Science fiction? Yes, Double exactly. feature? Double feature, yeah. Okay. Science fiction, double feature picture nice. show, yeah. They did that. So that was cool. So Lydia got really oh, excited because yeah. she knows that one. Sure. So they went off after 30 minutes 
And then, oh man, this is funny, and I'm going to sound like an asshole, but um, they had a, um, a, <laughs> a burlesque troupe called the Vaudettes okay. came on, and um, I, I don't know, man. I, I Some people seem to get really excited. See, a lot of people seem to be there just to see them, but, but there was like eight girls on stage, so um, I, I guess maybe they brought a lot of family members and stuff, too. I'm not sure. But... Uh, <laughs> They did their, they did their thing between both bands actually so they had two sets. So Well and they they don't do music they just like dance to music right or something. They danced a really bad like 90s new metal and stuff like that. It's just oh. awful and they're pulling faces L- like limp biscuit pretending to grind on stage and you know one of them has the grinder with a, like a metal codpiece and is like making sparks <laughs> and it's just all that stuff that you know you've seen a million times and it, you know no no disrespect to them they did their best and they you know but if it was supposed to be erotic it was like the least erotic thing i might have ever seen um you heard it here first neil had a soft on <laughs> yeah so yes yeah, so i my penis fell off actually um the funniest thing of all was one of the girls on stage came on in a mask like a covid mask oh and i was like well this is kind of even if that that's even a double turn off right but the funny thing well. is, then she pulled out a sword and started doing sword swallowing. So she took the mask off to do sword swallowing. And it's like, what's more dangerous? The fact that you might catch a cold or the fact that I'm you really, put this sword down I'm your really throat? I'm really trying to... Because <laughs> I, I still see people in the stores and stuff wearing them. But you know what? It's their business. I don't want to be bothered. I'm not going to bother them. But it is kind of hard to... You do kind of want to go, ugh. Well, just fact- I'm not going to do it, Neil. I'm not going to do it. They're, they're, as long as they keep their laws off my body, they're fine. No, but just the fact that she thought that swallowing a sword was safer than, uh, maybe she's, than walking maybe, around. Maybe she sterilized it, Neil. I don't know, dude. Anyway. Maybe she sterilized it before she swallowed it. And then they do some fire swallowing. You know, it was just oh, all, yeah. all the regular stuff. It was, sure. People got very excited. The cra- I guess maybe I'm just an asshole because everybody else in the crowd appeared to be loving it. So there we go. Um, so then they, they went off the first time. And then um, Volk. The second band was called Volk. V-O-L-K. That's a bad name, too. And they were a two-piece as well. Sweetie Volk. Now, I had seen this asshole swanning around at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Wearing a poncho with lights on it, like 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 Christmas lights, and oh. a cowboy hat with lights on. And I'm like, oh, God, who's this prick? You know, what the hell's going on here? This and is coming from a guy who used to wear tight white shorts with a white leather jacket <laughs> and no shirt underneath it. <laughs> no white leather jacket, my friend. It was a regular leather jacket. Um... <laughs> But anyway, so I get in there to see from the bar. I come in to see Volk, and sure enough, that's the guy that's on stage in his poncho and his light up cowboy hat, <laughs> and um, and the girl was playing drums in this one, in this one, in this oh, two piece. Interesting. Uh, and see, now that's progressive thinking there, huh? Now I'd I'd seen that they were on the bill, so I'd listened to some of their stuff a couple of days earlier on Apple Music, and I kind of enjoyed it. It had kind of like mm. a weird country punk thing going on. Well, the poncho ruined it. Uh, but la- well, I don't know if if that was a different band. <laughs> there was just two bands called Volk because that's not what I got from this band at all. It was pretty, so popular. It was pretty dreadful. I'm afraid to say. Mm. Volk were not my folk. So I uh, I toddled off back to the bar, uh, and then who walks in? Uh, good old Matt Dudzik from the Poison Boys. 
Oh, cool. Him and his lovely girlfriend. So we got to sit with them for a while and shoot the shit with them. Um, And then, you know, some of the Susie Moon band came over and hung out too. So that was cool. Uh, Because they're about to go to Europe. They're going to Rebellion. Oh, nice. They're playing Rebellion. And then they're they're playing a few different dates all over Europe. So they were very excited about that. So I think that's going to be the theme of this sort of show is we got some good hangs in, huh? Yeah, we did. We really did. You know, that's cool. Yeah, I mean... Uh, so then after that band played, then you got to watch the burlesque show again. Yeah, well, the funny thing was, Susie Moon had actually... Uh, she'd contacted me the night before and yeah. said the place the place they had to stay had fallen through. So could they sleep at my place? Thinking I still own that... I still had that huge place in Skokie, so... But even had, then, it's not like you have a ton of beds in there. It would have had to been... I mean, they could have... I, I guess you had a lot of floor space. Yeah, something. Um, so so where'd they end no. up going, I wonder? They, sleep in the van or what? Yeah, they actually they had a gig in Youngstown, Ohio the next day, so they decided oh, to yes. just leave and, and, and do the drive. I saw that at the West Side Bowl, yeah. famous West Side Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, so then the burlesque show, like you said, they the Vaudettes came on for the second time and it was uh they stripped down this time and they had like but they had like duct tape over the nips and stuff and uh <laughs> You know, set each other on fire, and uh, you know, some spanking, and I, I don't know. It was what it is. What it is. I mean, it sounds sort of erotic on paper, at least. No, it's they're pulling all pulling false faces, and uh, it was just annoying, and like yelling, like flipping off the crowd constantly. It it was mm. it was just interesting. It's a show that they're bad girls, I guess, right? Ah, uh, yes, they're bad girls. Yes, bad so girls anyway. are bad entertainers. Yeah, <laughs> you said it. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> and Lydia, when she's had a couple of drinks in a man, she doesn't get, you know, I she's might be thinking out. these things. She is, she is, says what I'm thinking, but she's very vocal about it. And yes. the, their family and friends were standing all around us because we were right at the front. So that probably didn't go down too well. Hmm. But anyway, they leave the stage eventually and Susie Moon comes on. And I don't know if you remember how, like the way it starts, the set starts. It's just the three musicians on stage. Yep. And they, they start, start playing songs. Really around. fucking powerful. That Sean hits those drums so fucking yep. hard. Um, they're just a really, really good band. I mean, everyone makes a f- such a fuss about Susie because she's, you know, she's she's so um, good looking and sexy and all that stuff. But th- the band is exceptional. It really is. Yeah, they are. They're great. Yeah. So uh, they played because they don't often headline. So they had a longer set, you know, this mm. time. So it's so, like an hour or something. Uh, like 45 minutes, probably. Okay. Actually, so I parked because I remember I said this, the, the, the street was open. Um, you know, where, where they normally rope it off. So I'd parked on the street and the street parking uh, was due to end at midnight because I guess that's when they start clearing all the stuff off and putting the stages up or something. Uh. So I, but I was like, oh, Susie Moon's coming on at 1030. I'll be out of there by noon, by midnight. Easy. So, because it was a tow zone. Uh, so, but because Vaudettes went so long or somebody went so long, uh, Susie Moon didn't start till after 11. Uh-oh. So I actually had to leave with about, at about five minutes to 12 and just go and move my car just in case I didn't want to come out and they fucking towed or something, you know. But uh, yeah, it was a great set. They played uh, all the tracks you would want to hear off the two EPs. And um, they played a bunch of tracks off the album, which should be out in September, which I believe is called Young, Dumb and In Love. So Young, Dumb and In Love, yes. Look for that. And like I said, that will be out September. And because they're on Pirates Press, they will be vinyl in September too course with the record release date so uh so yeah Czechoslovakians are working hard yeah exactly those records right now yeah making those colored records uh so they were great and uh you know big hugs after the show to all of them and uh hung out with them at the merch booth dude you're you so you're doing hugging now yeah i'm doing hugging with those guys i feel like i know those guys really well Well, it's funny because you do get into it a little bit the punks are big huggers (laughs) 
We talked about this like two years ago, and you basically said you'd rather be kicked in the nuts and hugged. Well, only certain people, my friend. Only certain people. All right. We'll still. We'll, I'm still content with a handshake when we part. Part ways, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe Susie's not too. Not too. <laughs> Not too keen on it, but anyway, she got a big hug as well. Um, yeah, hands above the waist, everybody. Hands above the waist. No, they were. As a yeah. matter of fact, if you want to know, they actually came up and hugged me because I think they were so super glad to see us. I, I do because yes. I don't think they really knew anybody there. They never played Moto mm-hmm. Lot before. They didn't know anybody, so I think they see, were super I'm stoked just, to see us. I would think they'd be getting a pretty good recurring crowd in Chicago just because they are a great show, and of course they bit. Maybe they're overdoing a little bit with how much they played in town, though. Well, my friend, you've got to remember that same night was supposedly Apocalypse Hoboken and Boris the Sprinkler. Oh, that's a right. A chop shop. So, I'll tell you what, why don't you, I have a little insight into that. Do you want to uh, play a song? Yeah, yeah so I'll play, I'm going to play a Susie Moon song. Um, this was off her last EP. Uh, okay. And uh, so, yeah, this song is called Sonic Attraction, the first track off the EP. Yep. So here you go, Sonic Attraction, Susie Moon.
There you go, Susie Moon there with Sonic Attraction. Which uh, yeah, I don't know how many I don't know how many of the tracks that we've already heard are going to be on the on the album. Hopefully, hopefully not many. Um, I think the album's all new stuff, right? Because okay, so she's put out six songs, the two twelve yep. inches. Yep. I think it's maybe a couple of songs will be on the album too, but I sort of doubt it. Remember, she told us when she was on that she had a ton of songs. Yeah, I would I would imagine she does. They've been doing this for a while, right? So uh, anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to that album. I think that's going to be one of my top ten of the year for sure. Just just knowing what I know about some of the songs. I kind of feel that way about a couple. Of, I, f- I feel there's a, like two albums that aren't out yet that I already feel like I can't imagine they won't be on my top ten. Right. That's probably one of them too. But oh, the the Zonoids album, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, and the Slaughter Boys. Slaughter Boys. Yep. I yeah. Just, I mean, I literally see. I have a bunch of them, and we've talked about this too. But I have a bunch of them from last year that I just finally got on vinyl. I just. I'll talk about. We'll talk a little more about this later. But I got the Avenues album, for example. But a lot of stuff started streaming last year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, in the vinyl. So, so that's a that's a that's a conundrum, right? Do you count it as a twenty twenty one? It really is twenty twenty two album. Because like the Diggle Abortions album still isn't on vinyl, but that definitely started streaming last year. That would definitely be a high on my list for the year. Well, the uh, Five Hundred Miles of Memphis album is. I don't. As far as I know, it's still not on vinyl yet. That would be on my list. You know, so it's it's hard to say. Well, okay. So jumping forward, I'll talk about this more later. Obviously, but on this same thing, Sack. um, Then their album came out digitally. The new album a few we- a few weeks ago. Supposedly the vinyl might not be out till twenty twenty three. So nice. Yeah. Well, I tell you. So so okay. So back to the apocalypse Hoboken thing. So so there was it was at the chop shop, right? It was a chop shop chop or shop, the yep. chop shop. Because yep. so Boris and Springer has gotten themselves in a position where they play a couple shows a year and that's it. So they were playing Friday night in Chicago, and then Saturday they played the big. 30th anniversary show that I was at, which is a big, which is a big show, honestly. Um, but, but yeah, Apocalypse Hoboken ended up dropping, and they had played the Saturday before at Siren Records, yep. one of our favorite stomping grounds up there in northern north of northern suburbs. And I had t- I talked to Paul, of course, at the at the Boris thing, and he said that the somebody got COVID, the singer, somebody got COVID. But you'd heard that they might have been having a little dissension in their ranks from the Saturday show. Huh? Yeah, I I didn't go to that Saturday show because I knew I'd be going. Yes, you should have. That was your only chance to see him. Yeah, right. Because um, I knew I'd be going up to McHenry the following weekend. Uh, but apparently, from someone who was there, they said that there was uh, the drummer was the drummer and the singer were getting into it because the singer didn't want to sing some particular song and said, "Well, you're gonna you're gonna ruin my throat if you make me sing that one or something." And some kind of nonsense. I mean, like when that, does the so. drummer get to tell the singer what to do? That's bizarre. But we got this from a relatively reliable source. Yep, who would have been like way up front because he'd be like, "Well, never mind." But uh, don't give don't give away his secret identity. Those <laughs> apocalypse Logan guys are tough, man. They'll yeah. come to his house and smack him around. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like super. Drive out to the suburbs and smack him around <laughs> clark kent um yes. <laughs> but yeah so supposedly there was some kind of so i don't know if that uh, that had anything to do with his throat being cached because because they, they did a full set at like i thought that then when they did siren they would play like i don't know half hour or something yeah pretty but they much. played no they played a full fucking set they would well yeah. the thing with siren too it's a fun place to see a show it's a great place the owners bill and jenny are great but I don't know if the sound system is really... It's not really like a sound system like you're in a club, you know? Well, that surprises me that they... After knowing what I know now, it surprises me they played Siren and they didn't play the Epic Deli. Yeah. Well, that's, but that's, that's, that's where that's I went whole, on Saturday. But and that's, that's like a, a whole big thing, too. They got they would take a lot more arranging and stuff. Well, it would, but they're a pretty damn big band, right? Um. Well, they, yeah, I think they kind of were. I saw them at a VFW hall in the mid-90s one time, and that was it. Uh, they the band before them 
two bands before them actually played too long so they only had 15 minutes to play before their curfew was up and they spent 10 of their 15 minutes bitching <laughs> well sounds like this how, is a common thing for them huh <laughs> about how they had no time to play oh it that was, sucks yeah but they're a good band I, I have some of their I have, I have some of their stuff yeah i've got a couple of their couple, well, couple of their cds I got a couple seven inches and a couple CDs. So. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Uh, so anyway, um, so that was that was the Friday, which is probably why there wasn't that many people at Suzy Moon at Motoblot because they were probably at that. Uh, what was it? Apocalypse Hoboken, uh, Boris Sprinkler, Sprinkler, and Kyle Kinane, the comedian from the Grand Marquis. He's but he's more known as a comedian. And did the Mike did did the Mitochondriacs play that show too? Uh, I don't know. There might have been a couple other bands. I'm yeah. not even sure. I, th- I think there was. It was a pretty big bill. So, but I think uh, it, I think that I think. Apocalypse Hoboken not showing up had a pretty detrimental effect on the turnout. Plus, uh, you know, Boris had just played last year in Chicago after having not played for a bunch of years, so there probably wasn't the demand like there was, you know, last year. Because the last year we saw him at the uh, what's it called now Bee Kitchen. Bee Kitchen, it was really crowded. Yeah, Bee Kitchen's so, not very big though. Yeah, but probably like four or five hundred, four hundred maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so I, I don't really have any direct insight. I just have some hearsay about what might have been going on. But they, they're offici- the official re- word is that it was COVID-related canceling. Yeah. Well, maybe that maybe he was starting to feel ill on that day or something. His throat was hurting, maybe, and that's why the, uh, there was issues. Who knows? Well, yeah. I spent a good amount of time this weekend with someone who is currently has COVID. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, good for you. So Remember uh, when I was looking for a new partner? You might be doing the same thing. <laughs> Well, so I think Neil's looking for a guy, 50-ish, bald, sexy as hell. Those are the only, those are the only parameters. Well, the funny thing was, as I put it on the, on the, on the Facebook group, I saw you a fucking doppelganger. At, yeah, I bet uh, she doesn't have my Black. award-winning personality, though. It was a bit it was a bit taller than you, but dude, seriously. He looked a little thinner than me. Well, he looked, but from behind, like, when I see the back of his bald head, I thought it was you a couple times. I'm like, how, what the fuck was, how did Tom get here? And I was like, "Oh, well, it's just someone that kind of looks I'm like." I'm just going to go up, go up, and look at him weird until he punches me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was that was that was that was funny. So anyway, so Susie Moon ended at like twelve ten or something like that. We got out of there at like twelve fifteen, twelve twenty, and was home by one o'clock. Dude, Susie Moon, when they first came on, they were so fucking loud that I actually thought I was losing my hearing. Hmm. Because it was all like the guitar. All I could hear was this this incredible fuzz. And uh, I couldn't hear a word of what Susie was singing. And I said to Lydia, can you hear it okay? And she's like, yeah. And I got really concerned for a minute that I was fucking going deaf. Like something <laughs> had like flipped inside my head. But uh, I don't know. It cleared up after a bit. Maybe the, maybe the sound engineer did something with the sound. But, uh, maybe it'll go away again later. Maybe it won't. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I got home at one o'clock and yeah, and as normal. Sleep by two, woke up at five. So it was great. It was a great three-hour mm. sleep. Anyway, over to you. Over to you. What was your Friday? You had an adventure on Friday, too. So my Friday... Okay, so Friday... So we were we were debating coming to hook up with you on Friday, which would have been, I'm sure, a ton of fun. But we decided to go all the way to Milwaukee instead because we were going to Green Bay on Saturday, and I was afraid, you know, we don't get up and around very early usually. Right. And then we wanted to have lunch, and if we're pretty hungover or whatever. So we... <laughs> opted to go to milwaukee which actually was a ton of fun so we went up we worked half a day took off about noon and we went to we stayed out by the airport and then we ubered to uh mark and his wife's house mark the drummer from duis so hold on a second how was driving through chicago 
Was it horrible. still a fucking nightmare? Yes, yes, yeah. it was horrible. It <laughs> took at least at, probably an hour longer than it should have. Yeah, just that one, just that one five mile stretch as you as you get. Well, it's just it was the whole thing. It was just so slow. The whole the whole thing was so slow. It's like what is holding us up? I don't even see anything holding us up. Right. Yeah. But so we, I think we had a time about five thirty or so. So we stashed our stuff at the hotel. Like I said, jumped in an Uber. He lives in just this little tiny town that's just tucked into like the edge of Milwaukee, not quite Milwaukee. So we went to uh, to his house, and you know Mark, of course. Yep. And uh, he's very, very, very nice. I fed us a couple beers, and I, you know, fingered his record collection a little bit. Jesus Christ! I'm glad you. I'm glad you said record collection. <laughs> I was like, I know he's nice, but he's not that nice. He's got, he's got a, he's got one of those cool like stand up racks, like like you'd have at a record store. Oh, cool. That he got when like a record store went out of business. So yeah, no, so it was fun. I, I pawed through his records a little bit, and he had, and he had, uh, he's buddies with the uh, guy we had on from Avenues. Mm-hmm. So he had gone over to his house and grabbed us both a copy of that record. So I was able to procure. A copy of that Avenues record it is really nice, man. I mean, it's the black and white art is amazing, and the it's like an orange marble. It's just a really nice, really nice album. Happy to add it to the collection. Did you get one for me? You know, I didn't. I should have. God, you Mark, son of a bitch, <laughs> Mark. Wait, yeah, I got family discount too, twenty bucks, and didn't pay shipping. You're mocking me for being a cheapskate, but Ugh. I pulled it off. You know, pulled it off. Just had to spend hundreds of dollars in gas. Um, what are you good for? So, so we, uh, it was funny too, and I will tell you. So, and so anyway, so we walked to a little bar by Mark's house, like five minutes away. Five minutes away. So I love Milwaukee, man. It's got all these little dinky, like divey house bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we walked to this one that was running a shuttle to Summerfest, which is the big, right downtown summer festival in Milwaukee, which is sort of like everything to everyone musically. Hmm. Like the day we were there. It was like there was like a full cock rock lineup of like Quiet Riot, Lita Ford, Warrant, Skid Row. Like that was one of the stages. Hmm. Um, one of the stages was like classic rock, um, and there was like some alternative rock and other things. It wasn't really any punk per se, but I hadn't been there since I was a kid. Like the first rock concert I ever went to, and I'm sure we've talked about this. My mother took me to see the Beach Boys. And it was at it was at Summerfest, so I had you know I just like ah oh, what the heck let's go back do that and it'll be fun. Mark actually was able to get us some free tickets, so hmm. it was pretty cool. It was it was it was pretty cool. Now you know it's if you get annoyed with the crowd at Riot Fest, imagine just like the average like people from Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I, it's I see like, them at Six Flags sometimes. At well, the, at the like, amusement yeah, park. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, it's like not fans. a good looking crew. Well, and there's young people that are good looking. They're clearly having fun, and girls just dress the nines, and other girls that are I don't know the, the human freak show that our world has become. And there's like bros there, and there, but there's families, and there's you know grossly obese people in those like Walmart carts, and, and you know it's just it's it's excellent people watching actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we this, got there. So this was Saturday afternoon. You did this. This or was what? Uh, Friday, Friday night. Oh, Friday night. That's what you did. Okay, gotcha. So we went to this bar that had a shuttle. Like I said, I had a shuttle down there, which was super cool. So we. I had two Uber rides, like two twelve or thirteen dollar Uber rides, the whole weekend, which is pretty good for a whole weekend of drinking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we went down there and we got there. The breeders were playing, but it was kind of dull, honestly. And I really only know that one, like that first Breeders album from like ninety two. It is good though, isn't it? That, that it is. It is good. It's called what's it called? Last Splash. Yep, Last Splash. Yeah. 
So we watched that for a little bit, and they're like, well, let's go check out the ground. So we walked all the way. I mean, it's quite a walk from one end to the other, and it's all concrete. It's not like Riot Fest where it's in the middle of the field. It's all, like, permanent bathrooms, permanent, like, storefronts oh. and stuff for the restaurants. Oh, wow. And the beer, you know, beer tent. Beers were about, I want to say about nine bucks or so, around nine bucks. Not giving it away, that's for sure. So a little cheaper in Chicago, but not much. Well, you know, last time I went to my arena here in Grand Rapids, I mean, if you remember me bitching about it, beers were $15. Right. So they can kiss my ass. So with at that, we were willing to participate at nine or so dollars, even though Scott was out of his mind irritated because they don't take cash anywhere. Oh, my God. What? Really? It's all credit only. So it's annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. So I guess they, 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 I guess the people sh- don't want to have carry cash or something. Don't want to deal they with can change. Take, but they can take cash for tips. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> but but no, they you know they, you give me your credit card. It's like eighteen oh two for two beers or whatever. And then they flip the big screen around like for the tip. Like <laughs> give me a tip. Yeah, yeah. Just Here's the a tip. tip. Take cash yeah. next time. Exactly. Neil's favorite high school game. Just the tip. Anyway, <laughs> so we. Uh, How did you know? So we we watched the so we walked the other side. They may actually watched the band Warrant for a while. Do you remember them? Oh Jesus Christ! Yes, they're bad, bad metal band. band or something. It's worse than that because their original singer's dead. So it's just some random like blonde guy from Youngstown, Ohio, or something singing for him. <laughs> but that was kind of fun. And the the big one I wanted to see. So you know, once if if we'd paid to get in, we probably would have been a little more rushed around trying to like catch more stuff. But since we didn't, it was really relaxed. But I was in place of the Violent Femmes headline on the one stage. And I do love that band. So we um, went over there and watched them for well, probably a half hour or so. And then the and then the rest of them wanted to kind of go check out uh, the Steve Miller Band. What the fuck? Why would I, those, those are words that have never been said by anybody. You know what's funny, Neil? Steve Miller, born in Milwaukee. Never knew that. Oh, God, didn't get big in, didn't get big in Milwaukee. So he's 78 years old. Mm-hmm. And he's still not that. He still could sing and play pretty good. But yeah, it's definitely like... I remember him being, he was like classic rock before I was born. Right. But anyway, so we watched a little bit of that, and then we went back and watched the end of the Violent Femmes, Violent Femmes which was good. I enjoyed I enjoyed that. I, if I, I In a perfect world, I probably would have stood there the whole time, but I was being social, having fun, drinking beer. You know? So what did Steve Miliband do? Are they, did they do Space Cowboy? Is that them? Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah, Space Cowboy, okay. Some yeah. people call me the Gangster Love. Of course, we didn't catch the end of the set, so we missed that, because I'm sure that's a like the encore, right? Jesus. How Fly like that? an eagle to oh the Oh, my God. Island. Shoot me in the face. Jesus. What else? We, you know, it's funny, because even the songs that weren't like the big hit, like we knew every song you played, and it wasn't even those. You know, it wasn't like the big hits. Yeah. But if you've, you know, accidentally swallowed radio in the last... 40 years you would know this know this stuff oh the abracadabra cadabra one i want to oh, reach out jesus Christ. yeah that one's not very good oh yeah yes but uh anyway it was, it was actually a lot of fun mark's wife's a lot of fun nicole her name is um you know we were like i said we we're just drinking beers having a good time that's cool and every time we ran into several people i think mark's a really good ambassador for us there in milwaukee because we ran into a couple of his buddies and they seemed to know the podcast at least they pretended to that's cool so, yeah that's shout great. out to Shout out to Mark, which yeah. honestly, Mark's like recurring theme. We spent the, it was like our weekend with Mark. We'll get back to that. fingering <laughs> his records again. Exactly. <laughs> well, we went to uh, the 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 thing we did that was dumb, probably. So we we the sh- it was perfect. Like we watched the end of the show, and then the shuttle was there. We jumped to the shuttle, and it took us back to the bar. And then we walked down to this other little bar. I think it was called Gordy's or something like that. And we had another beer, and then they were done. They wanted to go home. Okay, we'll go home. And I went home, and I grabbed my record, and Scott and I are like, 
are we ready to be done yet? Or so yeah, we walked back. I, I can guarantee you the answer to that one was no. <laughs> <laughs> so we walked back down to the bar again without them. <laughs> Jeez. And I run into one of the guys that we run into earlier who's got a band that he was telling me all about. So he came over and saddled up next to me while Scott talked to the attractive locals. Wow. I use the term attractive loosely. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so it, so it was pretty cool. And after that, he's like, dude, I've had it. I think we had two more beers over there. He's like, dude, I've had it. So we jumped in the... So what time was this? Oh, I don't know. One o'clock. I, I, have no, I have no idea, dude. I know that Fuck, man. Friday night when he said he, when he called, he said, I can't do anymore. No, Saturday night, it was one thirty-seven, <laughs> And we started drinking before 3. You're a trooper. Yeah. Well, so anyway, that that was a lot. That was fun, actually. And we got up in the morning and we jumped in the car and kind of headed to Green Bay. See, the show in Green Bay. Actually, you know what? Why don't I play Yeah, play song? another song. Yep. So this would be appropriate since I was drinking beer all weekend. Let's do uh, Broken Bottles, the other record that I said was waiting for me when I got home. Let's do Poor Me. <laughs> Broken bottles with poor me and not poor me p o u r poor me poor me poor me another drink. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. It is good stuff. Yeah. What so, are you, what are you drinking, by the way? Uh, 
we were drinking. No, right now. What are you drinking right now? I can oh, I'm on call for work. I'm drinking water. Oh, that sucks. I'm on a gin and tonic. I got this new purple gin. It's pretty, oh yeah, what kind? Pretty damn good. I, I'm not quite sure what it's flavored with, but it's flavored with something. But it's really good quality gin. Middle, I like it. No, I mean what brand? Um, I can't remember. I'd never seen it. Lydia got it as a birth, as a graduation present or something. Uh, so I started drinking. It's not like, it. <laughs> it's not like five o'clock. It's not from like the bottom. No, uh, no, God, the homeless no, people no. Carry around. no, it's an expensive one, I think. It's the one you have to ask for behind the counter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, so, yeah, that was my Friday. You want, you want, why don't we go to your Saturday? Well, why, don't we do, why don't we do, because you had three days, right? Yes. So why don't we do your Saturday, then we'll do my, my Saturday. Saturday was a, my Saturday was a really long day, but okay. I don't know how we get all our songs in, but, uh, so... Saturday, the show started at three o'clock. It was at this place called Badger State Brewing Company. Well, so hold which on, so is, hold on, so hold on. How how are you getting? You drive up from Milwaukee to Green Bay. How how far yes. of a drive is that? About two hours. Oh, that's all. Oh, okay, cool. I thought it was. So we grabbed lunch there. on the way, and my goal was my goal was to get to Green Bay about two, so we could check in because our buddies, the DUIs, March Band, were playing right at the crack of three. Mm. So I wanted to be checked in and over to the brewery by three, which we were. I think we were there by quarter to two or something. But the thing is, so the the brewery is like almost in the shadow of Lambeau Field where the Packers play. Wow, nice. So, you know, it's like this neighborhood over there, Title Town or whatever. And it's all, it is literally a neighborhood of sports bars and hotels. All green and yellow, I imagine, right? Well, everything. I mean, the houses, I mean, all the houses are Green Bay. I mean, it's like, it's like it's, it's like that movie uh, Office Space. Like your house has to have X amount of uh, has to have a certain amount of pieces of flair if you want to live in that neighborhood, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it has yeah, lots of Green Bay uh, stuff. Yes, banners and so, flags and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You paint your fence green and gold or whatever. Um, it was cool, but it was definitely like I said, it was definitely geared. And there's like the little convention center over there, so it's definitely geared towards a different crowd than us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was. Uh, it was cool. We went over there, and um, because Green Bay is really a tale of two cities, really, and, I, and I'll talk about the other one later, but but uh, yeah, it was really cool. So yeah, we checked into our hotel, which was fine, and it was like a block or two blocks to the brewery, and yeah, we got over there, and the crowd was starting to fill in. Like, we were pretty early getting there, but like, DUIs went on right at three, and by the time they were done, there was already a pretty decent crowd there. Well, so was this, I'm sorry, indoor or outdoor? So it was going to be originally outdoors, but there was a little bit of rain, a little bit of misty rain and like threat of rain. So they moved it indoors. This place is like built in an old factory or something. Hmm. So like right next to it is like the Saranac Glove Works. Seriously, hmm. like the gl- Glove Super Center or something where they, I don't know if they make gloves or sell gloves or what. But the, the space where they play, where the bands played was enormous. It was just a huge open space, honestly. Decent stage or what? In PA? Yeah, stuff, uh, yeah, a separate, you know, like a real stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the place was huge, man. It was, it was a, it was a good place for this because there was a lot of people there. I, 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 I Paul guesstimated, and I think he's probably right that there was probably close to six hundred people there. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big crowd, but it and it wasn't even like packed like you'd still move up front you could still kind of weave through the crowd i mean it was tight but you could weave through it wasn't like reggie's or something where it's full where you just you pretty much had to yeah shoulder to shoulder you know yeah well or, or when you're trying to pass behind somebody you pretty much have to like have genital to butt contact to you know to <laughs> yes, go through the crowd indeed so um so yeah we get there in time to see uh do you guys do you guys play for like a half hour they're great 
Well, that's why I say, you know, we saw him at Siren. They played for us at Siren. I think it was sort of like, it was fun, and it was, but it was sort of like half disastrous. Like, they just could not seem to get get, get it together, you know what I mean? I don't know if it was equipment or the PA or like, what. Is, is it, is it something to do with Siren? So is it something to do with Siren? Because it was a problem that time with the drummer, too. <laughs> with the drums, I mean, there was a problem with the drums. Well, I know he, he was like, his drums were, like, he didn't have something to put in front of it, like, for a weight. But I think right. it was more, I think Mark forgot something or whatever. Plays in his underwear, as usual. Hmm, lovely. Yes, but uh, no, they were great. They were, I mean, that, that Juan, that one guitar player. Yeah, just nice beats, guy. His, yep. beats his guitar like it owes him money. The other guy's a little more stoic, but their sounds like like Juan sounds really raunchy. The other guy sounds a little tighter. That's good. And Chris, yeah. Chris just just gobbing and screaming, and it was it was it was good, man. They were they were really good actually. And the other cool thing about this, and and maybe you think this is obnoxious, but you know a lot of these things they schedule them fifteen minutes between bands or whatever. They actually put a half hour between bands, which you might say, oh, that's ridiculous. But everybody is socializing and have a nice time. So I actually enjoyed the half hour between bands. You know? Yeah, yeah. It started at 3, and it was done by a little after 10. Oh, is that because so, so you could get to the bar and stuff like that? Well, yeah, just like I said, it was it was just it was very yeah. casual. It was the whole thing, I must say, and I'm not kissing your ass, Paul, I swear. This thing, the whole thing was so well run and so flawless it was just uh, such a great day of music honestly oh, that's you cool know? that's cool yeah the next the next band up was this uh band called the miners m-i-n-o-r-s like yeah you played, like, a, you played a song by them on yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. On the and, Rev it, episode. it was actually kind of funny because these are older dudes right they look like they look like the board of directors from like a semi-successful midwestern grain company or something <laughs> that's what they look like up there right they're all kind of gray and Kind of, you know, they're just just older dudes, um, and they play, and they were really good. It was a lot of fun, definitely kind of on the surfy edge of things. But it was, you know, all I can think of the back of my mind is in 1979 when these guys were playing Green Bay. Like parents were terrified; they were like a menace. And now it's like parents' music. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. After after the DUIs, who play such an aggressive style of punk rock, this was very mellow by comparison. But the fun thing is, like one of the guys from the band had his parents there. Looked like they were about 150 years old. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was really weird. I almost felt like a voyeur at somebody else's party or something, you know? Hmm. Because as much as I enjoyed dumping myself into that Green Bay scene, it really wasn't my scene, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was a very Green Bay centric, you know, Wisconsin centric scene. But anyway, so the miners, yeah, they hadn't played in 43 years or something like that. Jesus. And they played at the, uh, and they played, and it was they played like a half hour or something. And it was, it was fun. Like I said, very. Not very menacing anymore, if we're being honest. But it was it, it was cool. Uh, so the other cool thing that happened. So there's a woman walking around with a stack of forty fives, and I'm talking to Paul, number one, and she comes over and gives him one, and I kind of crane my neck, you know, like a like the voyeur that I am to see what it is, and it was the original Miners single from 1981 that they had found some left they didn't have covers but it was the original huh, the, the original singer and uh she looked at me she said you want one and i said yes i do so i have i now have a copy of the original minor single from 1981 waves will hit or waves have hit or something like that yeah we played that did we play that on the show and we did um, we played I, that when we played that when norb was on and norb said the b-side's actually much better or something I remember him yeah saying as a matter of fact they played the b-side and i don't believe they played the a-side oh that's pretty good but anyway i was pretty it was pretty geeked on that you know it's, it's it was just a fun little happenstance yeah. you know yeah yeah um the next was um yeah. how many bands played 
six. Wow, okay. Next was a band called the Leg Hounds. Remember we talked about Norville's yep. that was like yeah. a porno mag for guys who were into legs. That's or right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Dude, to look so something up. Yeah. Another so once again, this band is amazing. Hmm. I had never really heard them before, but they were great. Matter of fact, they were so good. I'm like on the way home, I'm like they, they were selling their CDs like from the nineties. Original, you know, just wrapped yeah. up CDs for five bucks a piece. So I bought all three of them and listened to them all in the car on the way home. Huh. But yeah, they were really good. I was, I was, uh, you know, kind of a rock and roll style punk. Are they, are they still a going concern, or was this like a one-off? Well, it's funny because once again, I was being a fly on the wall. I was by Paul and the guy came over and said, "I think we're going to be like you guys. We're going to play a couple shows a year." Hmm. But they hadn't played for years. Okay. But great band. I mean, I guess there's a couple different leg hounds, so you have to be careful which one you find. But yeah, they're because I'm pretty sure when we put the last episode up, Mark texted me and said, "Dude, I think you tagged the long leg, long wrong leg hounds. I don't think they have any social media. They haven't been active for like 20 years." Oh like, shit! Yeah, the song was called "Backdoor Romeo." They we played on that 174. Yes. Yeah, they have lots of lots of romantic songs. "Backdoor Romeo," <laughs> "Get in the Backseat." I mean, it's just all you know. It's all songs about screwing, but they they're, they were great. Are they the ones that looked like they wore suits or something? They were like skinny ties and shirts. Skinny ties, yeah. yeah, 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 okay. But no, they were, they were, I was, once again, we're three bands in, and and every band is like, wow, really? And then the next one up was this band, Butcher's Union. Now, this band is really hard to find. As far as I could tell, they haven't recorded anything. Um, But it's Patty from Dillinger 4. Oh. Okay. I, know, I know we have a lot of Dillinger 4 fans here. And his wife, so Patty plays bass and does a lot of the singing. His wife plays guitar and does some singing and then they had another guitar player i think i can't remember if he was from d4 or not because i know it was at least one other guy from d4 and i guess one of the guitar players couldn't make it so i guess he sometimes have like a three guitar tag but once again great band but they play uh, i guess they play a lot of like more obscure d4 songs that they don't the band doesn't get to play anymore hmm. i didn't know a single song Butcher's but, Union, huh? Okay. Butcher's Union. But they were great. I, I really enjoyed them too. But here's the thing too. So we're we're on we're not on punk time at all. Everything is on schedule. And so they actually set up like so there's a half hour between bands. They set up really quick and played like a half hour when they had a forty five minute set. So next thing you know, we're like a half hour ahead of schedule. Hmm. Which is bizarre. So like the Ergs were up next. My internet's not good back there. I'm recording in here. Go find something to do. <laughs> you go. You tell him, Tom. Go find something to do. It'll be an hour. I'll be done in an hour. Anyway, so the uh, so the Ergs were supposed to play at seven thirty, and they came out at seven. Now I've heard that name a lot. Why should I know the Ergs? What what's so, the deal with them? I must say, let me tell you something about the Ergs, and then I'll I'll play an Erg song here in a minute. Um, I had been hearing about this band for years. I never listened to them. They were. They came about in about 2000, which is not really an era where I was discovering a lot of bands because that's like my kids were a little. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's a few people at Punk News that were obsessed with them. I mean, we, we uh, certainly, I knew the name. So I, so I decided. Are they a Midwest up, band? No, New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Okay. They're all dorks. They're, they're nerds. Yeah. And uh, so leading up to the show, I'm like, oh, I better uh, Spotify these guys or whatever. And I got to tell you, I loved it. Hmm. I mean, it's definitely like pop punk, but it was really good, quirky songs. And the sing- the drummer Mikey does ninety percent of the singing, hmm. and he just he's this little guy, short. He's I mean, like you can barely see him on stage, and he just beats on his kit. I kind of caught a good view from the side, just beats on his kit, and 
sings. I, 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 I thought he said he beats great. on his kid for a second. Beats on, and maybe that's <laughs> that's, that's not very nice. But it's funny. I was actually going to play two two Erg songs originally to show the variety because they do some pop punk songs, but they also have some great like borderline thrash hardcore songs too. Um, but so they start at seven, and they were supposed to. They were originally supposed to play from like seven. 30 to 8 15 or something but they started by seven so paul went up there and sort of cajoled him into keeping playing for a little longer so we actually got like over an hour urge set jesus okay and i gotta say it was really good i never got bored with it It was there was that was uh that's one of those bands i know everybody else in america is already listening to them and i'm late to the party but i must say they don't have a ton of like lps up but they have a ton of seven inches and stuff yeah i haven't heard i, single, like, I haven't heard a single song by them they were one of those bands that a lot of people that i didn't really respect very well used to always talk up yeah so. they know that that is an issue that is you know some people will really turn you off to a band by liking them or encouraging yep. you to listen to them yep exactly i mean there's other bands i can name like that too but i won't because i don't i'm charitable I'm feeling charitable but uh yeah so they were great so so that so basically because paul said well we don't want to go on too early you know we're supposed to go on at 8 45 we don't want to go on so they actually end up going on like maybe a hair late um <laughs> As usual, Norb was dressed to the nines. I believe his motif was like uh, the blue and white Power Ranger. Oh, okay. And what did he wear for? Hel- and he had the helmet, the antler helmet, but not the original, like a reproduction antler helmet. Was his was his was his package in full display today? You know, I didn't get as close, Good and I don't think you. it was that tight. <laughs> but once again, just great. Paul had like on this like silver pants and silver shirt. You know, and the other two guys looked like they just came from the bowling alley or something. Right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing with the urge too. Like Mikey, I don't know. They're just like little guys wearing like glasses and flannel shirts, or he is at least just kind of a little dude. The other guys, same thing. They look like they're on the bowling team together or something. They just you would never pick them out as musicians. You know, just so nonchalant. But uh, so so Boris played. You know, great great set oh i was gonna say there was a little bit of uh of course there was the roe versus wade thing a couple days earlier so there was a little bit of ranting and raving about that which you know it's fine that's what you're supposed to do at a punk rock show um and there was you know of course norb was a little more clever about it but you know he came out with his signs and gadgets and boy they played they played a long set definitely over an hour i mean like people wouldn't let them leave the stage and they had to like put their heads together and think of some more songs songs to stay and stuff but it was just and it was it was just great man you know we we said our goodbyes at that point we were many many beers in i bet now what were you drinking there what what kind of beer were you drinking it was was a brewery so did you have to like drink their beer so i turned out a lot better on sunday morning than scott but i was drinking so they made their own seltzer and it was delicious and that's what i drank all day they had like three different flavors hard seltzer right what's that hard seltzer oh yeah 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 yeah, like four and a half percent, not huge. Okay, well that's good. That, that, that's a good amount right there. Yeah. Well, so but yeah, but I mean over the course of the, we probably had twelve of those while we were there, pints, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just while we we're there. And our original goal is that yeah, we should probably try to stick to a beer band. Literally before the DUIs are done, we're shaking our glasses, going, hmm. <laughs> they played a single half hour, but anyway, yeah. So we, you know, we said our goodbyes, and I did buy some more. I bought you my favorite seven Boris, favorite Boris seven inch because they ran out of them last time, and I bought which a is couple, what she, Sheena's got on microwave. No, it's the split with the meat man. Oh, okay. You will love it. You will love it, my friend. You give it a spin, thing a spin. Um, and I um, 
bought two Boris seven inches I already have because these had alternate covers. They're one of those bands that I do that for. You know, I'm not big into that kind of thing. You know, yeah, if a yeah. band's got six different colors of a record, I don't need that. But I like, oh, I'm looking at those. I'm like, Norb, what is the? I, I introduced myself to Norb, and he remembered, of course, talking to us. I mean, who wouldn't? Of course. And uh, and I said, what's the deal with those? He said, we ran out of covers, so I made new covers for him. I'm like, okay, I'll buy them. Take my money. So, but the thing is, you know, he's selling. So he he did have copies of the new LP too, which came out I don't know twenty nineteen or whatever. Yeah, was it uh, for twenty thingy, bucks? Thingy to Vespas of Venus, I think, right? Yes, yeah. but he's still selling his seven inches, three dollars a piece or two for five. Yeah, wow, that's great prices. Yes, yeah. I mean it's it's the same price they were when I went and saw you know when you went and saw them in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's probably the leftover records from nineteen ninety five, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's it's. Uh, but yeah, so I bought that. I'm trying to think what else I bought. I bought three. I bought the three Leghound CDs. Um, I think that's about it. I got the Free Miners seven. So, inch. so who did you uh, who did you hang out with? Was there any people, any listeners on the podcast that you met or anything like that? Well, the DUI guys, the DUI guys were all there. Of course, you know, I was hoping to meet my buddy from Sheboygan, but he did not make it up. I think he might have some family stuff or something. Okay. Um, so we mostly hung out with the DUIs, hung amongst ourselves, but everybody was friendly. I met a, I met a guy from a place in. Uh, over by madison that maybe we'll talk about it some other time um but no it was it was uh it was cool i mean mostly scott and i you know there was this huge room there was maybe like six tables in there somehow scott snagged one of the tables oh well he's a big guy no one's gonna argue with scott well we sort of had one of our so we just kind of hung out there and it helped i mean tell you all, they had like food trucks they didn't have a kitchen so we had some pretty delicious like smash burgers and having that table was was pretty amazing oh so, sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Good on Scott for grabbing that. So yeah, we get out of there. I I don't. I would guess we got out of there maybe ten thirty, maybe a little after. We go across the street to a different bar. We start hammer down. We talk to some people. Mark texts me, tells me where they are. We go over there, meet them. They, I think they had gotten paid better than they thought they were gonna. They were definitely living the pimp lifestyle over there. So, and, so uh, you had a hotel. You had a hotel in Green Bay or what? What's that? You had a hotel in Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. But there's bars and all over the place. I mean, yeah. just sports bars. Not, I mean, they're not even the kind of bar you really want to hang out at, but they're just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're uh, we go meet up with them, and then Mark and his wife retire, and we hang out with Chris, the singer, bass player, and Max, the other guitar player, and we just sit there. Juan was out. I don't know, Lord knows what Juan was out doing. I got a pretty good idea what he's out trying to do, but <laughs> but anyway, we uh, we sat there with them until Scott just couldn't take it anymore. We were just just there's a. Chris put a selfie of us all on the on the page, and I said that was like one thirty seven a.m. after like eleven eleven straight hours. But dude, it was just such a the whole thing was so just everything ran well. Everybody was friendly. The bands were all great. It was it was a, honestly just a great great night. I'm I'm so glad we went, even though it's a lot of miles and a lot of gallons of gas and everything else. It was uh it was really good to uh, get away and catch up with everybody. That's cool. So you want to play? Uh, you want to play another song? You want to play? Erg yeah, song? I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. An, I'm gonna play an Erg song. Oh, this one interests me. What's the? Uh, I see the title. I'm get a little bit yeah, interested. The, the name of the title is never said in the song, oh. but it's uh, I, I so I don't. What year did the Smiths form, Neil? Did they form? Do you know what year? 82. Okay. So the first line of the song is, the last record I loved all the way through was a band that formed in 1982. So I assume he's talking about the Smiths. So yes. anyway, this uh, this is a great song, and it's it's really a love song more than anything else, but this is kind of the typical of the popular style erg stuff. This is Introducing Morrissey. Bye. Bye. 
Wrong. You can't go wrong with a song called Introducing Morrissey, assuming that yes, it's not it's, slagging the, the legend down. So It's uh, far better excellent. than actually being introduced to Morrissey, probably. Oh, he's, he, supposedly, uh, he supposedly can, like, uh, down the beers. He's supposedly kind of a good lad okay. when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, he should have hung out with us in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think, I think the time uh, that I heard Noel Gallagher talking about him one time, and he said that, surprisingly enough, I think Morrissey drank him mm. under the table. And you think he the Gallagher is a pretty good drinker's. He would have been very sad if he'd seen that smash, that double smash burger I put down. <laughs> yes, that would that would have upset him. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I, 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 Marcy was seen last week at an Authority Zero show of all things. Believe really, it. the 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 Arizona yes punk band? yeah, believe it or not. Yep. I think we could probably get them on the podcast. Should we talk to them? Yeah, we talk about that. Talk about the, yeah. Talk about Morrissey. Talk about Morrissey no, we don't want to talk time. about your. You, yeah. don't want to talk about your music. We want to talk about Morrissey. Yeah, All right. yeah. Thought that was kind of interesting. And now here's a word from our sponsor. At On Point Press Company, we specialize in branded goods and services at MakeItOnPoint.com. We provide unique creative items that will set your brand apart. Specializing in creative design screen printing, branded goods, packaging solutions, and online services. Visit our website at www 
www.makeitonpoint.com to get a custom quote today. So your Saturday, you did something interesting. You're really, you're really spreading your wings, my young friend, because I don't think you would have gone up to McHenry a year or two ago to see a show. No, well, the thing was, I mean, we had we had so many friends up there now that I felt bad yep. not going. Uh, right? Um, I mean, I so I'd got speaking to the Zoonoids at T1 first. Yep. So we kind of knew them, and obviously our friend, good friends now, the Capcom Heroes, you know, know them, and uh, yep. Joe and Jimmy, anyway. And, Dude, um, if that lineup would have played Sunday at Reggie's, we probably would have come back for that. Yeah, I probably would have gone as well. Um, and uh, and obviously, Sack, uh, for those that don't know, Sack is um, Cody from uh, Lillington's slash Teenage Bottle Rocket, right? And then, But they're like a punk band, man. They're not a pop punk band. They're like a punk band, right? No, they sound very much like the Lillington's. I mean, they're a bit angry. but Yeah, very much I thought so. it was pretty, fa- pretty aggressive. Uh, well, like, he's, he yells more than sings. Well, that uh, we'll get to that. That kind of that was kind of annoying to be honest um but if you get some of the, if you get like uh, you know kind of that that first track especially is 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 fast and angry but when you get into the album there's a couple of songs that could have been on lillington's albums really mm. um he hates but anyway what a it, dick it, it, it was a great lineup for a start and then you know so it was just those three bands or was it, it there... was just it was just those three bands but okay, I mean, we fun. know bill and jen obviously very yep. well so i also you know i did I'll, they i mean is it like their show are they the ones throwing the show or is the epic deli people throwing the show yeah I, I think it was Bill and Jen throwing the show, but at the Epic Deli. I think there's some kind of... Bill and Jen don't own the Epic Deli, but I think there's, no. there's definitely some kind of... Uh, well, absolutely. When we went there and we told them we were hungry, they're like, you must go eat at the Epic right. Deli. We'll right. kill you. So there's definitely some kind of uh, some kind of partnership there between between those two places. That's cool. Um, so, um, so it's yeah. It's a cool so, venue, man. I mean, I can see it being a cool venue, but well, I'll let you well, tell well, me. Well, and here's the thing. So... Saturday, I, w- I was <laughs> torn with things to do, right? Because I've been going to Motoblot now for for like seven years. I haven't missed one in like seven years. So that was going yeah. on because that's always a full fun day thing. And then yeah. our good friend Jason from Illuminated Brew Works, he was having a skateboard show. He's a huge, oh, yeah, yeah, huge, yeah. huge skate deck collector. And he was actually yep. put them all up in the brewery. And he was having like, a, like an opening kind of thing on Saturday night. And I was like, fuck. But I'd already promised to uh, to go up to McHenry. So, I bought three. You go tickets. weeks without you go weeks without a social engagement, then all of a sudden you got three in one freaking day. That's right? right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it was, I originally got three tickets, and then Lydia said day off that she didn't want to go because she'd been out with me the night before. So I was like, oh, great. That's enough, enough dad time. Yeah. So uh, Laura went with me. So that was cool. I had someone because that's it's an hour hour fifty. Yeah, it's, drive. Too, it's further than you really want to drive. Yeah. So. Um, Especially did, going, so going did, there, did, not so bad. Did Laura, did Laura enjoy it? She did. I tell you what, it was a great... Now, you can, it, sit in, you can sit in that place, right? Like, there's seats. You don't have to stand up front. Nope. It's, we sat down the whole time. It was it, oh, was, it, was, it was The great. whole time? Yep. Same. It was great. Um, well, there wasn't... Okay, well, we'll get to that in a second. So, uh, the drive up there was actually really easy. There was, like, no very... Because it's, like, six, six... We wanted to get there... The show was at nine... Because they can only go to the show after the restaurant after the Epic Deli is closed, kind of thing. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to get there at eight so we could eat. So we left at seven, and there was no traffic on the road at all. So we actually made it up there in really good time. Mm. We pull into the parking lot, and um, all the bands were in the parking lot, and so was our good friend Alan, 
uh, from uh, oh, yeah. from Goldmine. Goldmine. So it was so funny. I Do- felt like Doctor Disc. We should call him his professional name, dude. It was funny. I felt like the Fonz or something because we come driving in. Like Alan comes running up to the car. Joe and Jimmy are like waving at me. The guys from the Zoonoids are waving at me. You're Bill like and, Bill hey. and Jan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean seriously, it was excellent. You know, the jukebox. At one point, the jukebox started working. We went over and smacked, and they just started playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Laura, Laura says to me, "Did you pay these guys to do this?" You know, uh, <laughs> wonder if anybody under forty would understand a Fonz reference. Probably not, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, and Alan comes running up to me immediately with a huge fucking bag of records, right? Isn't that the best? Yeah. Alan is the best. Alan is the best. So, um, he, in the podcast... Not just because he gives us stuff. I mean, I told him that. I'm like, oh, dude, no, I'd be your friend guy. even if you didn't give me stuff, but I love when you give yeah. me stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy. So, in the parking lot, I was like, well, I'll give him to me now because I'll put him right in the car. I don't want to take him inside the deli with me, right? So, um, yeah. the, in the bag of records, he had, there's been recent remasters of the first two Roxy Music albums. So, he gave me ah. those. He knew I'd like those. He gave me a signed Reckless Eric album, which was cool. I'm so oh reckless Eric. reckless Eric yeah and then he gave me this fucking Christian Death box set so uh, th- I've never seen a box set like so this. I've seen this and I've heard of the problem that it has I'm sort of fascinated by this well uh, the box set it's it must have weighed literally twenty pounds this thing was Is, fucking it, was heavy that for Cleopatra who who did that oh uh, no Frontier Records oh Frontier okay. yeah Frontier so um the 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 box set has like two posters. It has the first album uh, with uh, a double album, and it has this huge uh, full color full color book, hardbound book, like like a coffee table kind of book. Mm. So, I mean, this box set, like I said, weighed about twenty pounds. This thing was fucking enormous. Mm. Um, and then he also gave me the regular Christian Death reissue of that of that album. Now of that's the, the one. That's the one that has the. It was yeah. It's got the wrong vinyl inside. It's got some like rap shit inside. So mm. I guess I guess um, I guess Alan Todd told them about that. They didn't know. They had no idea the Frontier had put or whoever had done it had put the wrong albums in. So that's inside that's one. only Theater of Pain you're talking about. Yep. The, yep. Yep. Only Theater of Pain. Exactly. So I I noticed that's back in print. Should I be afraid to buy it? Well, I'm, I'm assuming when Alan told about the problem, I'm assuming they fixed the problem because it's. Well, not I remember that. hearing about. I remember hearing about it elsewhere that there was an issue with that. Okay, because it's I don't not know where. the one in the box set is fine. It's the one that the, the regular edition that he also gave me. So, uh, so it's one. just a cover with a rap album inside. It's a it's a double album. So it's got the regular album on the first is the first album, and then it's got like demos now takes the second album. So the second one was fine. The first one, it's got some some weird ass rap album in it yeah um and it's not a it's not it's not like the labels are on wrong it actually says on the label that it's this rapper i can't think of what his name was how could they do that who screwed this up i guess it must have been at the pressing plant maybe oh yeah i was packaging the thing so anyway job dude anyway oh and there was also a fact assigned faction single in there too Oh, nice. So, uh, so yeah, so he gave me that a bunch of stuff. I threw those right in the car. Uh, went in, uh, said hello to everybody inside. The food there is so fucking good. Epic Deli is so I remember good. I had a sandwich when we went there that was Huge. so ridiculously large, yes. Yep. I mean, it was like 15 bucks, but it was enormous. Yeah, I mean, uh, and we got the pulled pork. I've never had pulled pork like it. Barbecue pulled pork, it was fantastic. Um, oh. the, the only drawback about the place is, I don't know if you remember it, but the way you have to order the food is retarded. 
Yeah, but the counter. Like yeah. you just re- it, there's like there's like one counter and you line up. So there's a line from the door to this. Well, that's kind of like counter. the more. Yeah, that is kind of like the deli style, right? Rather than a, there's no wait service. Or yeah, anything. but it's too, yeah. Well, I'm not saying that, but normally most places you'll walk in, order one place, and then get the. Oh, get you know, food. it's like a long counter, but they've yeah. only got one part of the counter open. It's it's weird. Because it's a big place, right? It's a it's a big wide place. So you walk in from the back, and then the, the the you have to kind of walk across it to go to the counter. Yep. Where's the stage? Is the stage like in the oh. back from the counter? No, it's hard right. Well, right, right. Well, right oh, as you're coming in, right as you're coming in the door, it's hard right, right there, like in the middle of the room. Pretty decent stage, and I was amazed how good the sound quality was. The sound was actually really, really good. Uh, you know, for just a big echoey room kind of thing. So, so who played? Who played first then? Capcom Heroes. They go on right nine. They went on, yeah, and it's funny. So uh, one of Bill's kids uh, played guitar with him on one on, the, on one of the songs. On, oh, was that right? Yeah, on that girl. Yeah, he played one of the songs. So that was that was that was cute actually. So th- I don't know if you remember the band, but the guitarist on the right who has the guitar who has the beard. Um, yep. He 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 stepped out for that song and and Bill's kid. Sorry, I, I can't remember his name. Uh, he played guitar in that one song. And Joe's like, oh, you know, don't be nervous, don't be nervous. But if you fuck it up, you're never coming on stage with us ever again. Ah, <laughs> Joe's funny. funny as hell. Love those guys. Um, so yeah, Captain Heroes played first. Played a great set. Probably like thirty five minutes. Uh, then twenty minutes between bands. Zoonoids came on. So it was my second time seeing them within like two weeks or something, right? And everybody's playing like a half hour, right? I yeah, playing like a half hour. Um, Zoonoids, uh, have you, you've, you've never seen those guys, right? So you don't know what they look no, like. No, I never have. So for those that don't the drummer's know. The like a big dude, right? He, well, he's a little dude, a little stocky dude. Gotcha. Like very little. Uh, like like you might think he's a midget if you saw him in the wild. <laughs> I can't say that because they were listening. But yeah, he's a little, he's a little angry looking dude. <laughs> Great, I'll run into him next and be like, "I heard you guys talking trash. I heard you talking trash about me." Oh God, no! Um, but dude, it is funny. So you know the songs. It's like it's pop punk, but it's like horror theme based, right? There's a lot of like HP Lovecraft and like Werewolf and stuff like that, right? So the yep. band, I don't know if you remember what they look like apart from the drummer. So they look like they could be have been in a in an eighties horror movie, and it's not something they do on purpose. It's just the singer's like a big ball guy too, right? He's like this skinny. He's yeah, he's tall, but he's kind of skinny and he's bald. He looks kind of like <laughs> one of the characters from The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but they do. Look, do. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they do. do look like they could have come from a horror movie made in you like the early eighties. You think that's nicer than me making fun of the drummer being a little person? <laughs> <laughs> and the bass player is uh the bass player looks like he could have been like the guy working at the gas station you know when the bad guys come into town or whatever you know just like well don't go don't go that way whatever you do he, he looks like he looks like that kid you know that works at the gas station he's got long hair kind of a scruffy beard you know but uh yeah they put on a, they, it was a good set the sound wasn't as good for them as it was for the cap guns but um no no the guitar there was something kind of fuzzy and wrong about the guitar but uh, they, it was still good. They they did a bunch of songs off their first album, and they also did a couple of songs off their new album, which I guess is going to be coming out sometime soon. Yeah, they haven't announced exactly, which makes me think they probably don't want to do it until they can get the vinyl. Their labels, some of these smaller labels like Mom's Basement and, and uh, Hey Pizza and some of the labels that they've been working with seem like they kind of would just wait until, you know, they don't love these 
endless pre-orders, which nobody loves that, right? Right. When you get, yeah. a, when you get a, when like, am I just lose? Did I lose my money or what? Where are we at with this? Yeah, I definitely. I'm I'm looking at you guys. The, I bought that Ramona's album uh, so long ago in Pro Rock. Nothing, nothing, Pete. What are you guys doing? Damn it. Um, so it was the coolest thing about this was so uh, they didn't move that they just moved the tables out from in front of the in front of the stage but there was table the rest of the tables were out you know for them in the deli so you know Laura uh, we were sitting with Alan so Alan was sitting with us and we were just we was we were mid mid center stage kind of thing just a bit back so we had a great view we didn't have to stand up you know it was mm. it was awesome um, now when Sack came on a few there was probably seventy five people there I'd say. Well, so it wasn't a huge crowd. No, it wasn't a huge crowd at all. Uh, and in fact, it was kind of unfortunate. I felt bad for them for that because I don't know, you know, how much they had to pay to put it on. But it wasn't a huge what, crowd. What were, what were what were tickets? Not terrible. Ten, twelve bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah. Did you buy it or did you use your uh, power of celebrity? Oh to God, get no. Of course, I've, of course, I bought them. I wasn't. I'm not going to screw those guys out of out of any money. <laughs> um, Bigger um, bands? Hell yeah, on, bring on the screwing. But. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it was on. Uh, they were selling the tickets through a brown paper tickets too, so it wasn't like there was a huge uh, expense fee or whatever. You know, it, ah, was, yes. it was pretty cool. That, that for brown paper tickets is one of the few that actually could still get a physical ticket. Well, if you choose, not this time. It was. Uh, it was an online. Well, to go yeah, to a website it, or something and show me. It ticket, depends you know? if you. Uh, depend, I think if you order them early enough. I mean, obviously, you get too close to the event. But anyway, maybe see, the, not. see, the funny thing was, it wasn't even like it, there was no security or anything. It was Jen at the door, right? So if you yeah. if you'd said to her, "Oh, I bought tickets, but I I forgot my phone," she'd have let you. You know what I mean? It was there was no, yeah. and that was one of the coolest things about it. It was a totally low stress, no atmosphere, not not no atmosphere, no. Um, no pretension show kind of thing you that, know sometimes that's funny because that's that's kind of like what the way that's kind of how i felt about saturday my saturday too which is part of the reason why it was so much fun yeah i, I agree agreed because sometimes you know i enjoy going down to reggie's and i enjoy going down to uh, things in the city but sometimes you know the bars the waiters go oh, the bartenders could have an attitude and you know remember that time certain... the guy came running out because he swore scotch short in five bucks yeah yeah i mean he so came sh- running out in the crowd i was like really yeah, yeah run after him yeah because he thought because he thought he owed him money so you know and the shit like that and you know sometimes the crowd can be a little pretentious or whatever but there was absolutely none of that at this show it was just super mm. fucking laid back and everybody was having a good time you know mm. uh we went over to the merch booth i bought we actually bought a couple of capcom hero sweatshirts and nice. um because well, you're gonna be like you, you could pretty much go out in like full capcom heroes gear well i could because they've given me they've given me so many t-shirts now they've given me three t-shirts so i was like i gotta buy something from these guys i can't just yeah. get taken so uh, we bought a couple of sweatshirts and i bought a zoonoids t-shirt and uh nice. alan bought the album and had them sign it we couldn't we couldn't figure out any of the names so they they might be mass murderers it's entirely possible <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't figure that out but anyway no, anyway sack comes on and um Cody apparently is freaked out by COVID. Um, oh really? Because Flamingo Nosebleed had had it and they canceled. So, so did they? Did they check any kind of paperwork at the door? No, nothing. No. Okay, because originally when they said yeah. the show is this is a COVID show, I'm like, yeah, that's a big turn off to me at this point. But so, so Cody stayed in his in his in the van the entire time, pretty much until the band came on. Oh come on! And then he and then he came on. Now he came and maybe I'm sorry, maybe a little bit earlier because Alan actually went back to interview him for Goldmine and get uh, and get a record signed or something. But uh, but yeah, we didn't we didn't see Cody at all in the in the thing. Or I'm sorry, mm. Buzzo or whatever his name he goes by in Sack. He has like an alter ego, I guess. He he comes mm. in Sack. So anyway, Sack, come on. Uh, Cody doesn't Cody doesn't play guitar at all. He just sings. 
Yep, yep. Or, I saw, I've or, seen it. Like I've seen a little bit of it. It's pretty cool. Or I should say, screams. Um, it, and it was it was pretty aggressive set live. It's uh, it was good. They were tight. I really wasn't digging it though. It was uh, almost it was almost like WWF to me or something. Like this persona hmm. he puts on. Uh, huh. I too theatrical, huh? Yeah, I I wasn't digging it. So to tell the truth, we left about halfway through the set because we had an hour and a half drives home in fact and joe that's kind of your that's kind of your mo neil leaving early you didn't go across the street to uh oh no that was the record store so you say you didn't go across the street to hit that bar well you gotta remember i'd been up till two the night before so for me that's yeah. that's a pretty big fucking deal well, and they have they have beer there at least they they, oh, they get, no we were drinking there yeah we was i was drinking there too yeah i was in fact they had decent beer they had it's uh, a cool venue i'd say it's major drawback is just how far away it is from the city yeah yeah it is but everyone or was, any city everybody was super thankful that, that, that we that we came now joe Capgun, he lives on the far south side almost in indiana so we had a two and a half hour drive home <laughs> Does he live that far away? Because I know those guys grew up like on the south side of Chicago. Yeah, south, far south side. Um, so yeah, so he left. Actually, I think didn't Jimmy tell us that he grew up like not far from where Reggie's is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, well, even so, I, I didn't real I didn't realize that Joe lived that far. Man, I probably drive by his house fairly regularly. Yeah, you, you probably do actually. So, like Joe left before Sack came on. So uh, mm. I felt I felt bad for him, but uh, you know maybe that's his mo too because I remember when we did Logansport. Of course, that was of course he might not it might not have been that bad of a drive for him from Logansport. Yeah, just on the outside. Yeah, he doesn't have to go through all that shitty city driving, right? For like two hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's so, got to avoid the deer in the road. So by this time it was like close to midnight already. So we left. Um, so yeah, I mean sack were good, but they didn't have any vinyl. They had a lot of T-shirts, but they didn't have any vinyl or anything. So nothing there that I was going to buy. They didn't have CDs yet, do they? Or do they? Uh, I well, they have the first album they released about five years ago. But uh, yeah, Bill, and that's on vinyl. Get wrecked. It's called. Actually, it's fifteen years ago. Yeah, Bill. Bill already gave me that, so I already had a copy okay. of that. Uh, I, I don't know that there's anybody the same in the band other than Cody, but it might be. Yeah. So anyway, so we said our goodbyes and then we left. So it was a fun night. It was a fun as fuck night. We just had a great time, great food, uh, great conversation. You know, having you know, Joe was sitting with us. You know, uh, like I said, uh, Alan was sitting with us. It was awesome. So uh, yeah, that was that. So I'm gonna play a song. I'm gonna play. Uh, actually, I might play two back to back. How's that sound? Sure, I've been known to. Um, I'm gonna play Capgun Heroes. Uh, Want to go? And then I'm gonna play uh, Zoonoids Innsmouth off the self-titled album. So, mm. uh, so here you go. I wanna go.
there you go. That was uh, Captain Heroes with Wanna Go. And uh, off, off their uh, fantastic album. Uh, what is it? Something for Adderall? What's it? What's that for? Last Call for Last Adderall. Last Call for Adderall, yeah. Um, and I believe they're going to have a new album coming out soon as well. They played a couple of songs off it, which sounded really good. Um, That's cool. And then, uh, yeah, Zoonoid's uh, Innsmouth, which I believe is a town from an H.P. Lovecraft story or something like that, I believe. Mm. Um, and uh, Bill's, Bill's kid, Bill's son, like the 15-year-old one, 16, something like that. Yep. Uh, he, uh, he, did a, he did a good job. He was very, very nervous at the beginning of the song. But uh, by the end of the song, he was singing along, and he was uh, he was th- you know threw his arms up at the end of it. So he was very very excited. So that was cool to see too. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Well, so anyway, I, so that I, was my Saturday night. I, I yeah, in a perfect world, I probably would up there with. You. I've been, you've been uh, really uh, powwowing and rubbing elbows with some of Chicago's finest. And I'm super jealous. I gotta kind of pick my shots a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I'll be back sooner rather than later. Um, it's one thing I got to do, man. I got to get I got to get a new run of sweatshirts and t-shirts because so many people asked me for them, and I feel bad saying I we don't have any, you know. So, uh, well, do you direct them to the website? T-shirt wise, we can, but obviously they don't have sweatshirts. So I got to get some sweatshirts made. Well, and I wonder if we, yeah. So how does that? Yeah, I don't know. The way I will figure. Yeah, it out we'll, figure, we'll, we'll, we'll to, figure it out. But I, I'm just we don't need to make. We don't need to make the sausage in front of everybody. Right. <laughs> the multi Indeed. the multi million the multi million dollar empire that is Punk Light Dive Podcast. Indeed. So yeah, but we do need to get some some more merch so we can uh, we can we can get it to folks. But uh anyway, that there was that, that was that. Good good night. So uh That's that's excellent, man. Yeah. So you know, so it's funny, right? So we wake up Scott was pretty hungover Sunday morning. I was fine because I drank the same thing all night pretty much and then just switched to regular beer. But he was drinking all that crap beer. He was pretty Oh, yeah, at the brewery, that's probably strong stuff, too. Oh, I, I got to pause here, Neil. I'm getting okay. a, a sewer emergency call. Hold up a second. Okay, hold on. Attention. 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 You have two alarm messages. First message. Analog one low fault minus 0.09 feet. At Kitson number two, located at 70, you selected accept. You have one more message. Next message. Analog one, low restore 3.39 feet. At Kitson number two, located at 7065 Kitson, you selected accept. Thank you. The alarm message has been accepted. Goodbye. Goodbye, sweetheart. Wow. That sounded fucking like something like the Russians were tagging. Sometimes that's the nicest female voice I hear all day. <laughs> so what does that mean? Do you know what the old that code it means, means? It means, yeah, it's just it, it, we're having trouble with one of our lift stations. Hmm. A lift station is essentially just a giant, like, uh, you know, it's a hole in the ground that pumps water up pipe, you know, and sometimes you have issues with your pumps or your... Anyway, we're having an issue with one. It's an ongoing issue, an ongoing sewer issue, Neil. So but anyway. Does this mean you have to look it out or what? I do not. Oh, okay, not. cool. Cool. All right. It already cleared. So, so, anyway. so do you do you mind if we uh, if we keep that bit in so the no <laughs> so the listeners can hear your strange sewer call? Listeners can hear my neighbor Leaf blowing. <laughs> um, so, um, what is Leaf his friend's name? <laughs> so we were yeah. So it's funny. So so to to go to the show the next day, which was an outdoor show on Sunday a matinee. Now you weren't planning on doing we, this for you originally. Oh, were you always going to do? You you weren't planning on going to the one on the Sunday, were you originally? Or well, I was I was wrestling with whether or not to come back and see Sack at Reggie's. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Because they were playing Reggie's well, the, the next thing was, night. Yeah, 
there was no there were totally different opening acts. Right. No Honestly, zonoids. if it would have been if it would have been Cap Guns, Heroes, and Zonoids, I we would have probably come back. But here's the here's the cool thing. You remember when we had Norbon? Yep. He's talking about how they had that weird one off. They'd only played one other time and they were playing one other show where it was like a the weird lineup because they the band existed for like five months or something after Paul left. Mm-hmm. Paul number one left. It was always it was always him and Norb. The other guys kinda it was a little more of a rotation, but and uh so that lineup did a reunion show at, at Dirt Nap Fest in Madison. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then they were doing they were doing one more and it was a Sunday afternoon show outside behind the exclusive company, which is going out of business unfortunately. That's a record Green- store, I assume. Yes. So when I was a kid, I talk about, and for anybody of my Wisconsin friends, I used to go to the one in West Bend. That was my record store, was the exclusive in West Bend. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like I said, I think the whole chain is going out of business. Um, but the Green Bay one, um, they have like this, like, it's not even like a loading deck. It's really like back steps, and they have shows out there. Hmm. And it's so bizarre. But you know what? So I did go to exclusive in Green Bay. It was very nostalgic. And everything's seventy percent off because it's closing soon, right? It's going out yes. of business. Okay. And I was—I sh- mean, there wasn't a million things in there, but I found—I was shocked. I found some records, so I bought a couple of Acid Rain records, which are—they're like this English uh, thrash band from the eighties. Okay. But they're—you know—I wouldn't have bought them for twenty-seven dollars each or whatever. But for nine bucks each or eight bucks each, I bought a couple of those. Uh, I bought a Chris Barrow's. Uh, seven band seven inch that would have been like seven bucks for like you know less than two bucks yep yep so and i bought i bought you a couple things so you did yeah and and same thing it's like seven you know less than seven bucks it's like yeah, hard to argue can't beat that because you're right those might not have been albums i would go out and buy normally but yeah fuck's sake well, well, that, well that, that, that stranglers one i was looking at last year but i could never find it anywhere well so this cool. was well and who's left in the stranglers uh right now it's just the bass player jean-jacques Brunel. there you go yep I mean, it's cool looking. It's got their heads as sort of like a Stonehenge thing. Um, not Stonehenge, Easter Island. Easter also Island, yeah. Rock. Easter Island. Yeah, yeah, yep. the big rockets. Um, and uh, that Meteors one is, looks like a cool, like, orange variant. Mm-hmm. So that's like an album from like 10 years ago that's getting got reissued or something. Yep, that's right. It's like Highway to Hell or. Hell Train or Rolling. Hell Train or Rolling. Okay. Yep. Anyway, and I, like I said, I bought myself a couple of, bought myself a couple of things. Um, so we show up at this thing, and it's. It's the weirdest setup, Neil. Like I said, it's almost like a back, like concrete porch, like leading out to the parking lot, and people park right in front of it. Like this, we're just like standing between cars, and like there's this little sidewalk area where people could stand. It was the most bizarre thing. Hmm. And most of the bands, and it, it like backs up in the parking lot into like a bar with an outdoor beer garden, which was nice. So it was kind of like back and forth, and and you could just carry your beers in the parking lot. Hmm. So how many bands played and, this thing? I think like seven. Holy shit! Wow. We watched. We watched two. Okay. I mean, we saw a few minutes of a few different ones, but we really only watched two. Wow. We got to, I got to say, I got to recommend if you're ever in Green Bay and you're looking for lunch, the place we went for lunch was called Cheesesteak Rebellion, which was like this cheesesteak place with Star Wars theme. So that was actually pretty cool. Hmm. Um, all these Star Wars decorations and stuff, full size, like Darth Maul and, sure, sure. And, yeah, yeah. and a basket of. And you get a basket of tater tots so big that no human should eat it. It was so big. Scott and I, even though Scott, Scott and I finished each, it, though. Well, we each ate one, but it was a rare time where we said, man, we probably could have split one of those. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the tater tots were like t- like shaped like Tetris shapes. I mean, the whole thing was really 
very you know kind of kitschy but it was a lot of fun it was also kind of a dive bar honestly it was like yeah, a yeah. cross between a dive so that was real cool anyway i wanted to mention that and there was just dive bars all over so we moved hotels we moved from over by the over by the stadium over to like the little downtown area and the downtown was just packed with dive bars it was amazing so you did that on purpose you, I mean, there's like you did that on sections. purpose or you got thrown out yeah, of the so first could, one so we could walk no so we could walk <laughs> okay and both hotels were very nice honestly that i think the second night we were at like a hampton or something it was very nice it wasn't very expensive 150 bucks or something well so uh, never been so how big is green bay 100 hundred thousand. so with so is there a decent size downtown or is it just half, like the, you can size walk of, half the size of gr feels smaller huh okay um but it's got a lot of dive bars i mean it's it's uh for dinner, we went to a place called Jake's Pizza, which may or may not have a strategically placed sticker now in the bathroom. Excellent. Good work. But uh, I handed out some of those. The first first time I forgot, and I went and grabbed some more so I could hand some out. But um, it was uh, it was a weird man, that Sunday show. It was fun, though, but it was very... It, it's like these bands are playing for free in this parking lot on a Sunday afternoon, you know? So, so we watched... Norb plays bass in that band Smart Shoppers, who we oh, played you when, them. He, right, right, right. when he was on, who are kind of a quirky Devo type band, and and I enjoyed it. I don't think Scott did, if we're being honest. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed them quite a bit. And then we watched this B grade, and then there was another band, so we went and drank beers next door. And then the the sort of B grade Boris the Sprinkler came out. It was kind of weird because we were talking to Paul one again. And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go watch my band play." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. I'm like, is that is that weird or what? And, uh, I mean, I don't think he's in any danger of this becoming the preeminent version of the band. They were, <laughs> not, they were, not good. Uh, not good. No, they were good. They weren't bad, but the, the guitar player was so like, he couldn't move at all. Like he was so, I don't know if he was petrified, nervous or what they, they were definitely, if you could imagine a group less photogenic than the actual Boris of Sprinkler, these guys were it. <laughs> so annoyed. So, so annoyed coming in top of yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling short? <laughs> I'll punch, I'm going to reach up and punch you in the sack. <laughs> anyway, oh, sorry, guys. I'm sure we, we're probably all best of friends, but I was so drinking so much I don't remember it. So anyway, we uh, – so, no, it was fun. So they played stuff off, like, the very first Boris album because two of the guys had been in the band in that in that era. And then they played their songs that from the very end. And there was a couple, a couple of repeats. But the fact of the matter is I got to hear almost two – and it was much shorter set. It was probably, like – yeah. now 35 minutes or something but got to hear two completely different almost completely different boris sprinkler sets it was it was fun for a longtime fan it would have been a really cool yeah. for, like me it was it was cool it was a fun it was a fun thing and i think that was done by like a little for seven and we went to the pizza place that we were recommended jake's which was okay i mean it was didn't blow me away but it was good and then we just uh you know drank till we couldn't stand anymore <laughs> and then got and then we got up running, drove we home. got up and drove Drove seven, seven hours home. Yeah, so you so you took Monday off work, obviously, and drove home on Monday. Yeah, yeah, I drove yeah. home on Monday. All right. Well, that's... And I've been, on, I've been on call, and I've... I haven't had to actually go out to any calls, but I've been woke up a couple of times. Well, so does... So, in that second show, did Rev Norb dress up? Did he have his yes, antlers on and totally, that kind of shit? Yes, it was a totally different... I want to say he had, like, striped bell bottoms and this big pink, like, bouffant hairdo or something it was it was different than any of the costumes i've seen him wear so far but when you play like four or five times a year i guess you can pull something different out every time right yeah for sure but i was wondering with that with that second bootleg band i'm surprised bootleg boris i'm surprised he even bothered you know well they, they were all wearing like sequined jackets like different colors like one would be red one would be blue like shiny mm-hmm. but yeah the guitar player was just kind of 
I don't think he moved the entire time. Like, I don't think he ever moved his feet. He was just kind of hunched over his SG. Hmm. But, almost, uh, almost as bad as the guy from Negative Approach. Was it the guy from Negative Approach who just turns his back on the audience? Yeah, time? Harold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it, it was really cool, man. I, I, I had such a, we had such a, we had such a fun weekend. Like I said, it was expensive, and it was, you know, what I mean, it was, it was. No, it sounds a, like a blast, though, man. It, it sounds was like a you luxury. guys had a blast. We did. We had a really great time. I'm and surprised you know that you could fucking walk. By the sound of the amount of beers that you guys put away, nah, I'm surprised you could walk. It's fine. Now the funny, we were just talking about stage fright there. So I, I, I heard, uh, you know, they had this huge outdoor festival in England called Glastonbury. That was yep, like this weekend. Yep. Apparently, one of the bands, the guy had such bad stage fright that he played his guitar from inside the bathroom. Hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Why bother? At that point, yeah, why, exactly. why bother playing the, live? How do you follow the cues of your other... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so funny. That's a powerful wireless. It has to be better than that wireless that the guy from Spinal Tap had that kept like getting the airplanes from... Yeah, get the airplanes coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another reference we just keep we just keep knocking the kids dead with our references yeah. i don't think there's that many kids listening to us to be honest i think the, reference yeah. reference to 40 year old pop culture yeah like the fonz the fonz is almost 50 years old i think isn't it uh um, how many songs you got how many songs you got left neil i got one left why don't you play yours because i'll and then i'll play mine because it has nothing to do with anything all right um so i'm gonna play um a song by sack seeing as we were talking about sack even though i kind of dissed him a little bit i didn't really diss him but they just weren't weren't really i if it was on a list of Teenage Bottle Rocket, Lillingtons, and Sack, Sack would definitely be at the bottom. Hmm. Um, but anyway, this is the first track off the new album, which is called Ripper. Uh, this song is called I Hate the Beach Boys, which kind of plays into your well, Beach we've, Boys we've come, we've, story. Full we've circle. come full circle, haven't we? We have, yeah. So, we've uh, officially come full circle. But apparently, uh, yeah, he doesn't really care for the Beach Boys too much, as you will hear from this song. Take it away, boys. <laughs>
So there you go. That was Sack with I Hate the Beach Boys. So I, it's kind of, actually, I kind of appreciate that. You don't hear many punk rock bands um, say I hate and yeah. dissing, dissing another band or something these days. I kind That's of appreciate true. that that uh, that level of hate and emotion. I, I like, I can appreciate that. Hmm. So there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was all, that one, we all talked out. Geez, so you've got a, you've got a, you, you bought records, you had records given to you. Oh, you the fucking- other thing I bought, so I did, I bought records at the store. I came home with a pretty big sack of records. <laughs> um, I bought, oh, the idea. Were, were, were you fingering a sack? I bought the, exactly. <laughs> I bought the Smart Shoppers record too, which once again was $10. Hmm. I mean, I hate to tell you how to do your business, and the fact of the matter is, I appreciate a deal. Album or a single? Uh, LP. LP. Okay. It's like twelve songs or whatever. I have not even. I haven't, I haven't even had a chance to listen to all my stuff yet. Matter of fact, I've listened to. Yeah, I've listened to zero of the stuff I brought home. No, that's not true. Because I pulled that split I bought out for you out, and it had a big white blotch, and I'm like, well, that doesn't look right. So I played it to make sure it plays all the way through. And uh, I played the Antiheroes, and I've played the Broken Bottles. Okay. But those ones, those are like records I know pretty well. I'm gonna listen right. once or twice, put them away, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I've got a big pile. I still, I mean, matter of fact, when I saw Alan last time, Dr. Disc, I, I, he gave me that Iggy Pop double album. I've only listened to it one time. I got to listen to it at least once more before I file it. Was it live so or I, what? Yeah, it's live from like yeah. early 90s. So I have a bunch, I have, and I have a handful of singles that I haven't really listened to very much either. So now, did you buy any merch while you were there? Any from any of these bands? Um, not really, just music. Yeah. And how much were the tickets for the, uh, for the, for the bars? Uh, Spectacular. It was. 15 plus fees it was maybe 18 bucks oh that's nothing either for six bands or yeah whatever. no i, I, I think Jesus. it was less than i think it was under 70 i think it was 33 something for two tickets wow um and i told paul that i said that probably could have got bumped up a little bit but you know it's one of those things i enjoyed going to green bay it was great to see paul it was great to hang out with the dui guys oh, yeah. it was it was a wonderful time i don't know i'll ever be up there again you know what i mean that might yeah. be I, I don't unless i mean i'm not saying i wouldn't because we did have a great time but uh, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever make it up there again. That's a fun road trip for you guys too. You and Scott hanging out. We do love. We do love. We do. We do love a road trip, man. And yeah. I'm, and once again, open invitation to you to come to Maryland with us if you want. But it is a long ass haul. You'd have to drive three hours to get to us, and it's beyond that, you know. And then we'd be riding with us for eight hours. But Scott's got that brand new truck. It's so roomy. Yeah. So the funny thing and is, he keeps, the air, he keeps the air conditioning at like sixty-one degrees. I mean, you literally need to wear long pants and a sweatshirt to ride with him. <laughs> <laughs> I huddled in the back underneath the fucking uh, <laughs> under the rug. Um, it was funny actually. You guys were driving back on Monday, and I I told you guys you drive right by my work. So yeah, like, we did. No, we saw the, lunch. We, stop. We by, saw the know? Abbey building, but yeah, we passed at two fifteen. Yeah. The problem was I was driving. Yeah. So I couldn't really text her, and you know, I couldn't really. Mm-hmm. I guess they looked down on that. Well, and all those states are hands free. Like Michigan's not. We can talk on the phone. Hmm. But I know uh, Illinois and Chicago, Illinois and Wisconsin are hands free. I don't know about Indiana. How did you get that past Governor Whitmer or whatever her name is? I don't know. Don't tell her. Nobody yeah. tell her, please. <laughs> so anyway, well, anyway, that was our that was our big weekend, uh, people. Now coming up, Jesus Christ! So this Saturday, I've got. Uh, you go, are you going to go see the queers and the, G- I, and the dwarves? Yeah, you I better. am. I am. You better. Queers, queers dwarves, uh, Jasons, and uh, Raging, Raging Nathans. Nathans. I mean, it's a That's, great that fucking is bill. That is a great, great yeah. lineup. It is. I, no, I, you, I am bummed that this is my weekend to work because I would absolutely have to come down there for that. You know, you start getting two great bands on a bill, it's like, oh, I probably got to go. When you get to the third band, like I said, with the sack thing, the lineup in 
McHenry was amazing. Lineup in Chicago was eh. Yeah, but you gotta I, get the, and I'd heard there wasn't very many people at that show at all, which doesn't surprise me. Probably was that about, the Reggie show? Yeah, about 40 people, I think, something like that. Man, what's well, going on? Well, yeah, but SAC aren't particularly well-known. You know what I mean? I mean, they're not. They don't really have shit out. And, uh, yeah, Sunday but night, Sunday night. Um, yeah, you know, Sunday and, night's and, rough. And weird weird opening bands, you know? Yeah. we. Uh, it's funny because, like, man, there's a band coming to Grand Rapids in September. And I don't even know if I'll go, honestly. But because i'm not really into them but they're it's it's like a big show and they're playing like a 500 person room in grand rapids lag wagon and big way are coming to grand rapids now lag wagon aren't they the ones that last time you were in chicago they were giving away tickets to the lag wagon show with sugar records was that Lagwagon? oh it could be it could be yeah do you remember that was that? at the house of blues yeah they had a stack of tickets they were giving away <laughs> yep that was at the house of blues yep um yeah so but it's well, but it's. I think they're kind of big in that like epitaph yeah, world, you so. know, or yeah. fat fat records world. Yeah. Um, Joey Cape, the main singer, is like is like lauded as a songwriter. Hmm. They've never been one of my favorites, but I, I don't know. I might go anyway. But I got a lot of shows. Late summer, early fall is going to be loaded with shows. Yeah, so. that's it. So after this show in uh, next Saturday, the Queers Dwarf show, um, I got nothing else in July. But then a ton of stuff in August and September and October too, but nothing else in July, which is weird. So anyway, I'm going to come up to see you in July sometime. We just have to work out what weekend I'm going to. Sounds come. great. I'm actually free the whole month of July. Okay, cool. So yeah, we'll definitely plan that. I'm working drive-up. this. I'm working this weekend, and then I don't have to work again until August. So okay, cool, man, dude. We'll have it. We'll have no. fun. We'll have fun in some of those bars of yours up there. We'll, we'll see tear you up the town. Well, it's funny. I've I've added so much vinyl to my collection. Like I actually need to chill for a little bit. Like I still sit on discogs at lunch or whatever, but I need to, I need to chill for a little bit. I need to chill. But when you come up, all chilling is off. All right, sounds good. Yeah, Alan was pressure. telling me about record shopping with you, so he was very excited about that too. He he loves. He definitely, record. he definitely is a quicker record shop. Like I'm, I could, I could do it for hours. Honestly, mm-hmm. I could dig through stuff for hours. But I know nobody else really has that fortitude for that but he had some work stuff and it was it was good to see him it was nice to catch up it was very brief you know we probably hung out for like an hour maybe an hour and a half and uh he had a work person with him and she just sat in the car the whole time and we oh that's kind of wondering again that's a drag. well you know it's funny because he said she was looking forward to going to rehearsals but she, i guess she had to take care of some business uh, considering the neighborhood that vertigo is in i'm sure uh, she was very comfortable <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't have even <laughs> wanted to sit in the car there for for an hour fucking hell sitting there yeah. Fucking, fucking <laughs> dead target right there yeah, yeah exactly yeah. sitting but sitting the one duck. so so my plans right now i'm planning to go to savage mountain i'm i'm like i went from 90 percent to 99 percent. i got a guy trade with me for work i am ready to go i am waiting till july to book my rooms because i've been treating my credit card like a redheaded stepchild so i need to wait till the next billing cycle but i am i am savage mountain looks like a go i'm looking forward to it scott and i had such a blast last year i'm afraid it's always a little when you have so much fun at a place you always wonder if you can repeat it and you wonder as well if you'll ban from the hotel yeah it's true <laughs> so but yeah we're but so as of right now we're planning to do that in august that's like the second week of august then we're planning to um i i think the dead boys thing is going to be a for sure that yeah. one is that's October. Time-wise and everything else. Yeah. The um, the Zero Boys is still up in the air, though. I would love to do the Zero Boys again. I thought they were so great last year. 
Um, who else is playing with the Zero Boys? I can't remember. Our pals, the Distractions, who played our who played our Logansport Shore play, or like the opener. Zero Boys is, uh, I think Poison Boys are playing with the Zero Boys. Oh, Poison Boys too. Yep. Yeah, see, that's a cool show too. Yep. Like I said, dis- Distractions are kind of in our little in our little family. Poison Boys are too. So, so we got Zero Boys, Poison Boys, and Dead Boys. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, there's some other band play with the uh, Zero Boys too that I didn't recognize. Like I like I like like I'm supposed to know who they are or something. Hmm. Let me look that up a second. I've also got Emil and the Sniffers coming up. Then there's that weird Black Flag TSOL Dickies show. Okay, so that's the other one. Now that's in November, and that's on a Thursday. But I I am really leaning towards that one. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think I'm let, and that's it. And I'm, I'm because Dickies are going to retire. TSOL is always great. I mean, Black Flag's pretty questionable, but once again, we will stay. We'll stay somewhere close. And uh, I know you said it wasn't that far. You'd probably go home, but we'll uh, maybe you could take that Friday off or something. We can hang on that Friday. Or maybe oh, we can sure. Yeah, we'll stay. In maybe a, we can, or maybe we could find. Maybe we can finally do our. Uh, you know, we still want to do a, a, some kind of a live thing, maybe from Eliminated, if we can make it work or something. But there's, you know, there's definitely want to make some stuff work. So yeah, for sure. Um, um, so the other band playing with Zero Boys is, I guess, an Italian. Looks like an Italian oi band called Forza Bruta, which I guess is brute force. Oh, that's uh, cool. Is what that means. So yeah, they're see that, that might be a, a draw one, for right? some yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So it's that. Yeah, like Boys I said, I I, ripped, I talked last year about how I saw, seeing the Zero Boys, and I just thought they were fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah, that one should be good uh, one. It's on a Friday, so. So, yeah, there's a few loaded up shows. So, yeah, I'm leaning towards, uh, that's actually a Saturday, Neil. Zero Boys is a Saturday. Oh, oh no, you're right, Friday. Friday, yeah, Friday the 19th. So, anyway, yeah, we will, uh, like I said, I, I, for right now, I'm going to say the Dead Boys are about 95%. I'm going to say the Black Flag Dickies TSOL is about 85% and zero boys are like 50 50 right now, but I hope to improve those odds. The, what it is, I got the what it is, is I, too, in August. I have to trade a week to go to Savage Mountain. And if I, the guy, the only guy who, who I could trade with makes me have to work the weekend at the zero boys. So, hmm. I would love, to, I w- in a perfect world, I'd love to go to that thing in Dayton, that Blind Rage Records Fest thing. That's the one where it's the crosses, which is decreasing on Friday, and zero boys on Saturday, and uh, your boys uh, toxic reasons on Sunday. And I think it's actually in the record store, but I think it's going to sell out, and it's it's pretty good hike. It's probably better part of five hours. So, hmm. so that's definitely on my radar. That Skull Fest in Pittsburgh sold out. So, some of this stuff is sort of. And I, and I expect that to sell out too. I expect that Blind Rage weekend stuff to sell out too, because it's such a small little venue. So, some of my choices are being made for me, which is good, I guess, when you get so many, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, yeah you you definitely need to go to that Doors Queers thing next weekend. That that's gonna be really good. I'm I'm envious of that actually. Well, the nice thing about that is as well. Well, on Saturday we'll go to uh, the uh, Pie Place just around the corner first. There you go. Get some uh, English food. decent food and uh, not Duke of Perth, huh? No, no, if it's Reggie's, we're going to do, if we have a chance, we'll go to, uh, yeah, I can't do, Pleasant House Pub. That's Pleasant House. Pub. That's Pleasant right. House that's Pub, right. yeah, which I recommend highly. Well, that sounds great. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's, let's wrap it up. Oh, so you've got to play your last song. So what are you Oh, yeah, play yeah. I'm, I'm going to call this Best of Spam, actually. I was supposed to see this band several years ago, but I think we showed up late. They're from Las Vegas. They just put out a new record on 
mom's basement, which is, I don't know where mom's basement is out of. You know, I think it's either Ohio or Pennsylvania or somewhere just east mm-hmm. of me here. And they do some cool stuff and they do a lot of like horror punk stuff. So the new, it just came, popped on my radar this week and they posted on our page and I like, I like the band. So I'm going to, they're going to be our best of spam. The band is called jerk and they're from Las Vegas and their new record is called Sleepaway camp. And that's one of my favorite of the kitschy movie of the kitschy movie franchise. Are you, are you familiar with those movies, Neil? Uh, yeah, I think, think so was that like a friday the 13th kind of um knockoff? sort of the first one had like a sort of uh tranny twist on it you could say oh wow okay and the second one is camp and the third one's unwatchable but the first two are great so anyway so they have a new song called sleepaway or uh, this is the new jerk sleepaway camp on mom's basement records i think the seven inch is available now not my job to sell their records for them but anyway i think it's pretty cool they toured they tour seem to tour incessantly so if you dig this go check them out i think they're on tour for literally like the whole month of july okay. uh somebody recommended that we should maybe even have one of them on they said they were good good dudes so anywho let's play jerk exclamation point sleepaway camp dear mom and dad i've been at sleepaway camp for almost three weeks and i'm getting very scared let's go let's go let's get to the sleepaway camp yeah let's go let's go let's get to the sleepaway camp yeah let's go let's go let's get to the sleepaway camp yeah let's go let's go Oh, that was jerk jerk 
with sleepaway camp. So, uh, yeah. Well, there you go, Neil. Another two plus hours of us uh, of nonsense that you guys have listened to us. Yes, thank yes. you for listening. Like, like our friend, John, like our like our friend John Bates said, you guys talk you guys talk longer about the gigs than the gigs themselves last. Yeah, a lot much. of times, that's true. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, even though there was a lot of gigs, there was a lot of bands. How many bands did we see between us? Uh, I I saw six. Well, you saw. I guess saw, I saw twelve. Yeah, you saw twelve. Fucking hell. And I had access to a lot more than that, but it was like, eh, yeah, you can only. Like that Sunday thing, you know, it was nice, beautiful day. We're just standing out in the parking lot, but most of the bands uh, didn't really do much for me. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I definitely saw some other bands, but like bands that I actually watched, I only really watched the two. So, so anyway, yes. So anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail. Punk till I die podcast. Punk on Facebook. Punk till I die podcast group. Yes, thanks for listening. I'm getting hoarse. Any new listeners, uh, write us. We'll send you stickers so you can oh, stick yeah, them yeah. up I still with got your stickers. local I, watering I hole. Just threw, I just threw some uh, multiple packs in the mail to some guys who are really good about One of them actually is, hits these dive bars in northern Michigan, and the other one, hey, Joel, and the other one is our pal Richie who goes to shows in Southern California. So, yeah, if, if you want to do vandalism in our name, and we've already got stickers that I've already sent you a couple or whatever. If you reach out to us, I'll send you some more. Neil is a never-ending source of stickers. He just keeps buying. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's like the, he's like the American taxpayer. He never runs dry. Yeah, until I do. Uh, but yeah. So uh, so yeah. So we'll send you stickers. Just uh, send us your address, and we'll be happy to do that. And uh, I don't know. Until yeah, next time. I think will... I think that's good. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, keep a little mark in your heart. Stay free. We'll smell you soon. Smell you later. Bye-bye, everybody.